What is happening? <laughs> hey, everybody. Oh. My name is Brian. That is Shane. And you are watching the podcast. Excuse me. Let me let me let me do that over again. The podcast unleashed. unleashed. I have not slept in a very long time, so it's going to be a great show. <laughs> oh, we apologize for the for the wait. Thirty minute wait. A lot of you guys were here. Um, we're sorry about that. We had uh, this weird situation that never happens. We typically don't release videos on the Popcast Prime channel on Thursdays, but in this case, we have such a crazy, amazing week of things happening with so many different IPs that we had to get a video out and therefore uh, it pushed us because we can't do two at the exact same time. So, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, after the stream, go check it out. It is uh, about Stargate. I'm sure it is a Stargate video. It's a Stargate video. Interested in that. My favorite kind. Right? Okay. So, uh, just to let you guys know what we're talking about today. We are talking about, of course, Strange New Worlds, Episode 3. We have a lot to say about that. We are also going to be uh, discussing uh, the Orville coming up in 14 days. Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Amber Heard, and her uh, she just absolutely got pooped out of that contract. No pun intended. No pun intended. And the Boys Season 3 and the absolute atrocious She-Hulk trailer. Like, what is happening? Mm, can, you, can you believe that's a Disney production? Yeah, even I realized that was bad. And that's scary. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Pretty bad. Anyways, uh, so what's going on with you, Shane? Well, I, uh, I just want to say hello to everybody out there. We were having a fun little contest while we waited over in the chat. Uh, yeah, that was me, guys. So I was talking about my favorite number. Uh, say hello to Doomed Huh, Chris, Kenneth, Question of Trek, Jeremy Schneider, PJO. And we've got John here, Serge. Serge, don't go to another podcast. Stay with us. Buddy. Come on, Stay Serge. And uh, Dork Knight, of course. Archmage Frey, all the wonderful folks always here. And so my favorite number is 13, of course, because of Dan Marino. And it's funny because Jeremy showed up like right before I gave the number, like right as I was giving out the number. And he's been with us for a really long time. So he knows exactly what my favorite number is. Uh, so we'll be getting T-shirts out to those uh, two guys. We're going to give out to Jer. Uh, he already knew. And we're going to give out to Dork Knight because he didn't know and he was the closest guest. So yeah, and glad to have you guys is- here this week. Um, sorry, Shane. Um, good news is it looks like pretty soon we'll be able to uh, gift memberships. So we should be having giveaways for the memberships, Ooh, too. That's a good idea. Yeah, uh, have we figured out how to do it, it yet? Uh, so, I mean, yes, but it hasn't been activated for us, for us yet. But oh, they I did see. say that it would be activated for everyone in the next week or so. So hopefully by next week. Okay, so there you go. We'll do some contests where we're giving away... Because, I mean, everybody's like, yeah, you know, this whole giveaway thing is hilarious to me. Can I talk about this for a second? It's hilarious. So I decided, you know, look, we're, we're close, guys. On our other channel, our main channel, we're close to hitting 100,000 subscribers. And, of course, that's that's like the giant benchmark for any YouTube channel. It's like the first, you know, real goal because you're going to get the, the silver play button. And it's once you get over 100,000, you kind of get a little more perks and, you're taking a little more seriously as a YouTuber, I think. Here's the deal, boys. <laughs> Wait, why can't we get a new will? Um, so, so I thought this would be great, Brian. Here's what we're going to do. Let's have a contest. Let's have a contest to see what day we're going to hit 100,000 subscribers. 
And so I went out to Twitter and I, I put together this pretty big tweet and I'm like, okay, here's what we're going to do. You pick the day you think. And I even gave a hint, you know, uh, we hit 90,000 subscribers March 25th and now we're at 96.4, I think. So that kind of gave people, you know, the ability to guess. And then I said, hey, we're going to give away a $50 gift card to mix teas if you are, if you win and you don't have to just pick the day, you can be within 48 hours. So if you pick right. the 10th, you can win from the 8th through the 12th, right? Right. You know how many people gave us a date on that post? <laughs> Two people. Zero. Oh, zero. Nobody did. Yeah. See, cause I'll tell you why, bro. It's free stuff guys. Cause because we run everything. <laughs> because Twitter sucks, bro. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah, you got to put it in the community section on the YouTube. Uh, well, we, we YouTube. can still do that. And in fact, we're probably going to do something here. In fact, I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's do it here too. Because I think it's a great thing. And we can have really as many winners as possible. It's not one winner. Okay, so we did give away a free shirt right now. But we're going to give away a $50 gift card to Mixed Tees. Anything on the site you want. Up to 50 bucks. Um, and here's what you got to do. Okay. Uh, in this video, don't do it in the live chat, do it in the actual comment section below in the video. Give us the date you think we'll hit a hundred thousand subscribers, knowing that on March 25th, we hit 90,000, 95, wait, yes. I'm going to cut you off, but instead of doing the chat, I think they, they gotta, they gotta look for a community post because that's permanent. The chat goes away. No, it doesn't. No, no. The actual comment section of this thing not oh, the, chat. the comment section oh okay. in the comment section of this sure. video because i can check the date so i know you didn't come in like a day before or two days right before. right right so you know check the date put it put your date in there you get 48 hours okay so let's say you pick june 10th i'm not saying you should pick that day but june 10th because we have no idea either if you pick june 10th then you win if it happens from june 8th to june 12th and we can have as many winners as possible totally good with that and I thank you, Mixed Tees, for making that happen. Uh, uh, Jeremy said, remember when there were 47 members at the main channel? My girlfriend remembers the show. You broke 1,000. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was a good That was a good day. Well, that was such a great day. Remember how excited we were? We were we broke so excited. Yeah. Oh, that's how long Jerry's been with us. Jeremy. All right. So um, uh, uh, before we get into anything substantial, you want to talk about some uh, of my favorite uh, beverage enhancement product. I like that. I like, so is there nothing else new? What's new with you? Like we didn't do anything new with you because there's nothing new. I've been editing literally all week, bro. That's right. We're doing three videos for the first time yeah. ever. Here's what's new to me. New with me, right? I haven't left this room in three days. My, my wife keeps <laughs> checking on me on me to make sure I'm still alive. Is she pushing food under the door? <laughs> oh man! Oh yeah, it's been it's been rough, but it's gonna be a great week on the channel, so that's worth it. So you want to you want to talk about? I don't got. I got yes. I'm serious. I got nothing going on. Sorry. Okay, I understand. We, we're not. I'm not going to pressure you to talk about, you know, stuff. Never mind. I'm not even going there, guys. So I went to a uh, bathhouse the other day. <laughs> It was very interesting. <laughs> no, so I wasn't going to go there. Hold up. I, I didn't go there for me. I went there because Shane accidentally dropped a pin, and that's where he was. Oh, I see. <laughs> this, is, this is where we're going with this. All right. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Uh, we can do this all day long. I got wonderful things to say about YouTube. But first, let's talk about our wonderful sponsor for today's video. 
That is a new one. Okay. Yeah. You have control of this. It's not right. I'm telling you. <laughs> I can give you a stream deck too. Oh, everybody would be terrified. It'd be a bunch of uh, Dan Marino quotes. Yeah, it would be. Okay, go ahead. Um, so let's just, I want to thank today's sponsor, Liquid Liquid IV. If you guys haven't tried it yet, there's a link in the description below. You know, guys, I got to tell you, this stuff right here, if you're drinking other types of sports drinks, uh, I won't mention their names right now. This stuff is uh, is better for you. It hydrates you better. It has a lot of wonderful flavors. You, if you haven't checked out Liquid IV, you need to. It's absolutely fantastic. I just put a little bit here in my cup, so I got it for the show. When you do a five-hour show, man, you got to be hydrated because, uh, yeah. Hey, let me ask you a question. What if uh, I exclusively drink Russian energy drinks called Boomerang? Would that be safe to, to mix with? What? Wait, can you repeat that again? What did you just say? What if I only drank Russian energy drinks from the Cold War called Boomerangs? Yeah, I don't think that would be good. Okay. Instead, drink Liquid IV and get 25% off. Let me tell you guys something. This stuff's expensive. I mean, sorry, Liquid IV. It's kind of expensive. It's a little pricey. So get 25% off and uh, and get it at our link. Yeah, I have two bags of it, and I got to say. Well, it's strong. It's good. I got to say, uh, I actually do really, really love the strawberry, but I personally dislike the lemon. I feel like it's See, this strong. is lemon-lime. I love it. It tastes yeah. like... I don't. The man. other one, I'm not allowed to say the word, of, the name of. Yeah, it makes it really hard to like. It's lemon lime. It's really hard to like to <laughs> tell people what it, what it tastes like when they're like, "Don't say these names," and all the names are the ones that. Okay, okay. I'll just tell you, it tastes it tastes like a little bit better than the other one with the same flavor profile. Like, you know which one I'm talking about. You know, starts with a G. <laughs> gremlin juice they're gonna be like you guys are cut off you're terrible at this no more <laughs> we just got fired okay man <laughs> all right so um real quick we uh before we get into the review um finally for the first time since we introduced the segment finally and i'm so sorry i didn't get your animation shane has rant of the week I think I'm supposed to say something now. <laughs> oh man! You put it in the before show. Before I do the rant, before I do the rant, can I just say something here? Um, if we, if you say anything besides the rant, I have to run this thing again. Uh, I don't, I'm okay with that. Okay. So, um, <laughs> Jeremy says, "How well does Liquid IV mix with an IPA?" <laughs> um, well, I'll you tell would you. know. Well, you wouldn't know. But. Well, no, but I did mix it with. Uh, bulletproof uh whiskey and okay. uh it did make the whiskey taste better and to be honest bulletproof whiskey does not taste good huh. so i thought if i mix it with the whiskey because <clears throat> I, I basically i take a, a little glass of whiskey before i go to sleep not every day but you know every like three or four days because i can't it's hard it's hard to go to sleep and glass i hate of whiskey the, before he goes to sleep i hate the taste so I threw uh, one of the strawberries in there, and it was basically strawberry-flavored whiskey. I had to look it up, like, is this okay to mix with alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready? Uh, yeah, it's a little sweet. Okay, I'm ready now. All right. <clears throat> okay, that's embarrassing. Am I, am I waiting? Rant of the week! Rant of the week! 
Um, yeah, I got a rant. My rant is this. Uh, it started from, I got I to gotta be honest with you guys. I went to the gas station to fill up my gas tank. And every time I go, it just keeps climbing higher and higher, right? So it, it was in the low fives, medium fives. Now it's over six. Every place I go, it's over $6 an hour. And don't tell me it's because Russia's at war with Ukraine because we don't get our oil from Russia for the most part. Right. Okay. We have other resources, but let me tell you my real rant. I wanted to rant about that, but the real rant is minimum wage increases. Okay. My real rant is people getting paid more money at the very bottom of the food chain, because what have I noticed lately? I want everybody to get paid. I want everybody to get a whole bunch of money, but I went to Popeye's chicken. I got a 10 piece. Well, I think it was a 10, no eight piece nugget. Cost $12. There's some guy in another country right now being like, you get chicken there? <laughs> What's get chicken everywhere? What are you talking about? What it is cost, Popeyes? Go ahead. It cost $12. It cost 12. Let's put it this way. I went to fast food. It cost $12 for eight nuggets. Okay. So right there. Now it gets worse. Okay. When you go through the drive-thru at McDonald's, you know how they, all these drive-thrus, they made like two lanes so they could fit everybody through. You right. notice that? Right. Yeah. Every McDonald's in my area, one lane is blocked off. I thought that was just for the really fat guys. No, it's because it's because <laughs> they don't have enough employees. Right. So so everybody else pushed the wage prices up. Everybody was making, you know, between 12, the minimum wage folks were making between 12 and 15 bucks an hour. Sure. And then all of a sudden COVID came through and they ended up, hey, we want more money. We demand more money. We have to get more money. So prices started going up $15, $18 an hour. Some of these places, some of these fast food places were paying people $18 an hour to have them come work. Well, guess what happened? All the companies can't afford to pay that much money without there being some sort of a boomerang effect or a rubber band effect. So now they can't hire people, which means wait times are now longer. Food prices are now higher. I went to go get a haircut today and my haircut place was closed. They have their normal hours up, but they had a little piece of paper up that said they're closed on Thursdays. Now I went to another place. They're closed. Dude, you know what's happening? They had to pay these people more money to come to work. So what did they do? They started closing off days where they're not having hours, where they're not actually giving business now. Right. So now, yeah. So you, there's less services for the customer. There's less time because they got to pay people more money, which means less time to be able to do it. This is not a good thing for our country. Everybody needs to make more money, but slowly. We can't just load up. Now what's happening? Amazon's laying people off. Uh, Robinhood's laying people off. All these different companies are laying people off now that they just hired in bulk. So what's what's going to happen? Yeah. Here's what I would say. So this is the end of my rant. You ready? Go ahead. Everything needs to happen with moderation. Okay. Otherwise, our services go down. We end up in a in a in a in a wage spiral, and then we end up paying a lot more for everything with inflation. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. What what you're what you're what you're seeing is the seize up effect. So when you're like okay. let's let's say when you're cooking um, meat, right? If you just like flash it real quick and then you know take it out because it got to temp, the inside's not ready for that. And so now you all you got you got raw on the inside and and char on the outside and it's unhealthy. Any any time you do something so quickly without easing into it, you're gonna have an equal and opposite reaction. And the equal and opposite reaction that we are experiencing right now is pretty much 
a recession and crazy prices. And I got to tell you, um, in, in in a land of skunks, the man with no nose is king because I bought a year's worth of haircuts a year ago. Oh. Right. And I went okay. there and I, I redeemed my one month, my one um, haircut a month. Yeah. And uh, I noticed that the new price for the exact same thing I get is like 33 bucks. Yes. I paid $10 a haircut. Wow. I paid 30 bucks for my haircut today. I spent $120 for a, a year of haircuts and on Christmas. I was actually going to give it to someone as a gift. And then I didn't because that guy pissed me off. So now I'm using it and it's great. So mm. um, one more thing about the gas thing. That I thought was hilarious. Uh, the other day, I think it was like the, the press secretary or whatever. One of the news reporters was like, um, so can we talk about the gas prices? You know, what's, what's the plan of the gas prices? And she goes, you know, we keep asking that plan. It, you know, if it really affects people so much, they should get electric cars. <laughs> Is that what they said? Yeah, bro. Oh my God. I'm like, that's give me did a that just come out of that person's mouth? Get it just, it just shows car. how out of, un, how, how out of touch politicians are. With so out of touch, bro. Yeah, the, the 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 guy that asked the question was like a real big hefty guy, and he had this little tiny mask on, and it was pulling his ears like this. He's like, <laughs> like this is this, what timeline is this, dude? All right, oh my gosh. all right. So you know what's next? We are going to be talking about strange new worlds, but before we do, I need to tell you how it works because we have a new system, and for a few weeks, I'm going to explain it. Basically, as we go through the episode in a linear fashion, we are going to apply an upvote or a downvote. At the end of the review, we will average out those two numbers, and that will be the official Popcast score. For reference, last week's week's episode got a plus six, and I will be putting those uh, scores on the thumbnails uh, when, when it goes up. So... You ready, Shane? You know, I'm always ready for you, man. Anybody in the comments, before we get started, can you go through the comments really quick? Okay, you go through the comments, and I'll... No, no, you go through the comments real quick. All right, fine. And I'm going to double-check something. I'm going to go ahead and take off the score. All right, what we got? Uh, Archmage says, I don't use Twitter. I'm sorry. It's okay, man. You don't have to be sorry. Twitter sucks. Uh, we use tw- we use Twitter because everyone else uses Twitter, but I would like it if no one uses Twitter, and then we wouldn't have to use it either. It's a stupid platform. Um, it tastes like redacted. Yeah, that's that's about right, dude. Um, I think I answered your IPA question. Uh, Doom said it's true. There's no good service anywhere. Every, every place has reduced hours. Yep, every single place, dude. I haven't cut my hair in over a year. Hashtag winning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the lady when I was getting my haircut said she said I should get a mullet, and and I got to tell you, after I almost did it, I almost got this because my hair was long in the back. I almost did the mullet so I could come to work, and check just it, come on the show today. Check this out, guys. So I I, I start once I got that the haircut a month thing. I started experimenting with my hair. So I I cut the sides. <clears throat> it's called a uh, it's called a uh, undercut or whatever. But I have not cut the top since last year. And look at how long it is, dude. It's ridiculous. It's gotten really long. You kind of look like one of those sumo wrestlers sometimes, like when they're all tied up in the top. Hold on. 
Yeah, you I know. put chopsticks in your hair. The other day, uh, I was like making food or whatever, and my hair kicked in my face, and my wife grabs the back of my neck, and next thing you know, she's tying my hair up in, 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 a, in, a, in a scrunchie. <laughs> oh, you know it's getting real then. No, Jeremy, I'm going for the Viking braids, bro. I'm going to have the undercut with the Viking braids on top, just like your photo when you showed me. That's what I'm doing. This is the... I'm gonna, in fact, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna officially call this the Jeremy's haircut because that's what I'm getting. I'm getting the Jeremy haircut eventually. I got, I feel like it has to be a little longer. It's gotta be like, maybe down to my uh, top lip for it to really work out. I think. I don't know. All right, I think we're ready. All right. Dark night. Dark night. Uh, my oldest son rocked a mullet for about a year. <laughs> Dude, I had one in the '90s, but that was a normal thing then. Oh, did you? I did. I actually had I had a I had a pretty strong mullet. I was playing football. It was a thing. It was like a Brian Bosworth thing back in the day. And then you know Billy Ray Cyrus had one. So it was like it was just like normal. I don't know who any of those people are, but I'm glad you know. <laughs> hey, I gotta say, Sorry. uh uh for a couple of years I was just bald. When I was in the military, I was just, just kept it short. Just yeah, I was just like like you take a like take take clippers, no no clip and just you know. Cause I didn't care about how I looked, I just wanted to get through the army <laughs> that was my <laughs> only goal was to get out, get through it and get out of it okay guys here we go this is the review <clears throat> it's real simple score per, the, the score system is about to happen and here we go And let me pull up the Chrome thing here. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's cool. I guess it's just gone. Okay. You ready, Jane? I'm ready. All right. So while I'm pulling this up, give me your first thoughts, thoughts brother. Uh, well, I got to tell you, The Ghosts of Illyria. Um, I, I like the title. And it, the, it started out actually... I mean, overall, I really like the episode. I mean, we're... We're three episodes in now, and I mean, we got a three-peat going on, as far as I'm concerned, of good Star Trek so far. So okay. overall, I, I think the episode was really, really good. Um, there was a lot of mystery. Um, these Illyrians are apparently outcasts for genetic modification, which becomes this interesting theme, which I know we'll talk more about. Right. Uh, now, for some reason, the, civil- the civilization is nowhere to be found. They've just like disappeared on this planet. And uh, we have instant mystery, which is exactly what we like in our um, Freak of the Week Star Trek stories. Yeah, um, I love the way it started, actually, because as of right now, you're right, we don't know where uh, the Illyrians, Illyrians, whatever, went. Um, And by the end, we do get a pretty good theory from Spock, which which we'll touch on. Right. No, so I I got to I got to start off the I got to start hmm. off the episode by giving it up vote. First off, the graphics are amazing and the whole setup, you know, and the, the interesting planet where they're this advanced race that wanted to join the Federation but they couldn't because they're genetically modified or just disappeared. Right there, that is as Star Trek as it gets for me. <clears throat> um so instant up vote for me. I'm popping the up vote out. But I gotta be, gotta warn you guys that there will be downvotes this episode. 
As much as I did like the episode, but there there will be downvotes. Okay, so what we do? We we get the, the crews on the on the um, surface. They took a lot of people on their way mission this time because they got to get they got to get everything and get out before an ion storm uh, you know overtakes them. And I found that really interesting because apparently the planet uh, has ion storms frequently, like often. So they have these little short windows in which to gather data and get information. Sorry, I'm coughing. Well, so right here, this scene right here with the ensign or whatever it was that opened up the um, the locker and there's all these little beakers and all that. Right. The way they sort of hung out on that shot made me realize that, you know, something bad was happening at that moment that we couldn't see. Now, okay, so, yeah, they're already, they've already been back up to the ship at this point? No, no, no. They, uh, so uh, Una walks by and says, come on, Ensign, or sorry, Pike, because Pike told them to beam out. Oh, they, I see. Because the storm's coming. But they, they hovered on this shot for a while of this Ensign sort of just, like, messing with the bottles or whatever. Which I'm not sure why, honestly, because as we'll come to find out, that really doesn't tie into anything, right? It doesn't. I think it was building tension. Okay. Now, all right, so, interesting part. They can't uh, they can't beam out because uh, are the ions in the ion sphere, ion storm, I don't know, the storm. And it was a very, really, really cool part where uh, the Miles O'Brien character, what's his name? I forgot. Oh, you mean, uh, we talked about this. You're not going to give me any zingers. Yeah, I forgot his name. But it's, the tran- uh, transporter yeah, I'll, chief. I'll give it to you right now. So transporter chief is having a hard time locking on because of the storm. So he calls down to Hammer, and here is another upvote right here. I'm going to upvote this moment because Hammer says, first off, I love this guy's attitude. He, he's, he's almost it's almost like he he knows he's good, but he's also like, say, you know, he's he's a cocky, but he's cool. Like you know what I mean? Like it's very yeah. hard to explain, but he, he's very chief engineer. You know. Chief Kyle was is that guy's name, by the Chief way. Chief Kyle, thank you. Um, yeah, give so- me the upvote too with Hammer here, please, because um, you know, and also just just to point out when when Una gives the first officer's log, we had Uhura uh, Uhura last week uh, give the first officer's log. It was Pike the first week, Uhura, and now we've got uh, the first number one. Una gives the, the the thing, and if you notice, the person who gives the captain's log is the person the episode is going to be mostly about. So that's going to kick off things in the beginning to kind of give you that. But Hammer, we do get this wonderful deep look into his character and I absolutely loved him. Yeah. Hammer's great. I love his yeah, attitude. Cocky. Yeah. I love when he goes, uh, you know, the, the chief, the, the, so he figures it out. He, he pulls systems from other systems or whatever, and they beam on the ship. And, uh, Oh, uh, let me give a thumbs up or let me give one for this one too. Uh, this he, he you see what he does here he actually this is so so wonderful he actually um he did a sub uh he, he did a transfer of power like he rerouted the power right right this is the first time in star trek that i ever recall them actually showing the crew seeing the rerouting of power to give power to another oh, system yeah, good point you want to blinks yeah, I want to upload for that. It, he it blinks in the in the passageway. They momentarily pause, look up, and then they continue on their business because it's just something that happens all the time. But we've never really seen it, so I thought that was really cool. 
Oh, someone in the chat said uh, that there was a particle of light in the turned over vial. That's why they they hovered on that shot. Oh, oh I missed okay. that. Nice. Nice catch. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah. So I love this. The transporter chief goes, how, how, how did you do that? And he goes, I'm a genius. <laughs> a really cool line. That's how he rolls, right? But later on, they did something really, I'll, I'll, I won't clue you in now, but later on, they do something really cool that balances that. So. Yeah, well, they also make a major mistake with Hammer later on, which we'll get into. Mm. All right, so Spock's uh, now it's just Spock and Pike on this on the surface. He's going back to get Spock. Spock finds uh, another journal or whatever he's you know that they haven't read yet because <clears throat> they're trying to figure out what happened to the people. Blah blah blah. So, boom, it's too late. They can't pull the same trick twice. The captain and Spock have to stay on the surface. Uh oh. I love this. Sorry, this. Sorry to interrupt you. This is such classic Trek. It's always something with the beam up, you know, something that happens during this process. Uh, I love the classic Trek music they use when they're beaming up number one and her crew. Like they use the classic Trek. It's hard to the TOS music. There was it was themed out to make the the drama was really enhanced during that moment. Right. To to give you that tip, if you watch TOS, you see it in almost every time they have like drama on the on the transporter pads. They did it perfectly here. Yeah, so another, another vote up for me, please. Okay. Vote up for Shane. Dork Knight says, uh, somebody that's my mother, Brian. What? What? <laughs> Who's your, Oh, her mom, his mom's here. Oh, is that the person that said the particle of light? Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Well, thank you. Very Dork cool. Knight. Thank you for that. All right. Yeah. So they can't, they can't, they can't be him out. They can't get him. They got to stay on the planet. Bummer Right. Bummer, would you Bummerowski? Bummer so so they gotta go and they gotta get um they gotta find shelter so they can wait out the storm. <clears throat> All right, now we got this shot of Una She's coming down. She tells everything you know. Spock's gonna Spock and Captain Pike are gonna be on the surface. Blah blah blah. Let's get to the good stuff. Okay, here's the good stuff. Ortega's walking through the hall and she sees this dude half naked, like uh, <laughs> zoning out on on the light panel. And she asked him, hey, man, you okay? What's what's going on with you, bud? Oh, my God, I went the wrong way. My bad, guys. <laughs> what's going on with you, bud? And he, like, he gets real freaky with that light panel. Then he breaks it, and so she grabs him, takes him to sick, sick bay. Now, here is the money shot, because Una is starting to have the similar symptoms. But she starts glowing red, and she's cured. Oh, you can't say that now. We don't know that yet. That's not fair. Or she had, she's no, we longer, don't know that she's no longer experiencing the symptoms. Okay, let's just say at this point, while I'm watching it, I'm going, oh my gosh, she's got it. Whatever, this alien advanced thing is inside of her and it's going to control her any second, just like classic Trek would do. But uh, yeah, you do find out later she's not. So. Okay. Right? Didn't you have that moment? Oh, no. so at that moment you said, "Okay, cool, she's cured." Well, she went from like zoning out on the light to not zoning out on the light. I thought, I thought, I thought that was some kind of like her body rejecting it or whatever. Okay, so so you did feel that it was being rejected. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. You're more advanced than I am. All right. Well, so you know, they go to sick bay. You know, it looks like the entire landing party is is suffering from this weird. What's up? I got a downvote. All right, what's the down vote? Dr. Mbenga. 
I can't understand what he's saying. I had to turn on subtitles. Oh, really? I cannot understand what he's saying. I love the guy. I like the actor, but something in his, in either his, uh, his dialect of his pitch or something that's happening that's making it so I can't understand his words. I had to turn on the subtitles. I don't mind having subtitles on, but I thought it would be a downvote. I need to be able to clearly understand what the actor is saying. That's fair. Um, yeah, there's actually going to be a downvote for me uh, in a few more scenes uh, <clears throat> because of, I don't even, I don't think it's his fault actually, but I think, it's, I think he's being underused, but we'll get to that. All right. So there's this weird disease and they're, they love the light and they're addicted to light. And the crew has come down with it. Oh, we got we to gotta point out this thing here. I think this is actually a really good thing. Question of Trek brought it up. And it was Una ripping, her, ripping up her shirt made him feel all uh, uh, emoji face drooly. Yeah. And I got to be honest with you. When that started to happen, I kind of went, what's, about, what's happening? What's okay. about to happen right now? Look at okay. you going to rip her shirt off, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, girl. Like, this is all different Star Trek here. Yeah. So that was that was great. Good good trek moment. Good trek moment. All right. Um yeah, so they're trying to figure it out. So this is this is an interesting. I like this. I, I like this part. I'm I'm actually going to give it up though because Una goes to Hammer and they're trying to figure out what the problem is. And I got to say, I totally feel Hammer here because I have been in this situation countless times where someone is asking me how to fix a problem that doesn't exist. And then they start running down the 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 ways it could be, and I'm trying to explain. No, that's not how it works. No, it it is perfect. It works perfectly. This is, it's not my problem. I can't fix this problem. It's, there's no problem to fix. And I, I've been there. I've been there, Hammer. I get it. I get you just it, turned this guy. You just turned Hammer into a Geek Squad employee, basically, Bro. who's at some guy's house who's got dumb questions, and and you're being condescending to that person because of whatever reason. Right? Now, to be fair, the uh, the good part about this was. It wasn't like Una was just asking random questions. He might be the guy, the professional there, but her 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 uh, questioning and her talking things out actually gets him to look at the transporters in sickbay later on. And it reminded me of a uh, you and I actually had a moment like this a few weeks ago. We were working on uh, our day job. There's a product that that has to be created well chemically, right? And uh, yeah. In our relationship, I'm the chemist. So we create the product, and it's fine. For, for a very long time, this product has been perfect. But for some reason, it, was, it wasn't doing the right... It wasn't outputting the same uh, quality of merchandise. There was, there was problems with it. And we couldn't figure out what it was. And I, I kept telling Shane, I, listen, man, it's definitely not the product. It's perfect. I've tested 87 times. It's perfect. And he would be like, well, what about this? Like, well, no, no, that's... It, it works. But he said something. I remember he said something. He's like, well, man, it must be something to do with the volume. And I don't even know if he was talking specifically about the volume of product. But when he said that, I immediately figured out what it was. And it wasn't the product, but it was the environment in which the product was sitting and how it was being used. And we figured out the problem. But I wouldn't have figured out that problem had Shane not been questioning me about the product in the first place. So, you know, there's there's a there's a there's a way there's a something to be said for talking things through even if you already in your head already know things are something's perfect or it works great whatever talking it through because her line of questioning gets him to uh, sick bay. Awesome. I'd like to also give a uh, an upvote here. I think you, you got a great point there. 
Um, I want to give an upvote here because <clears throat> I love the mystery and intrigue that they're bringing to this episode um, without distracting us or pulling us out, you know, by the writers forcing some sort of message or narrative. Right. You know, watching Discovery and Picard, there was I always felt like we're getting going pretty good. And then we get sidelined by some sort of dialogue that takes us out of the story. Right. And they keep us really embedded into this. I mean, I could not take my eyes away. And I also want to give another upvote uh, because I felt like when when Una took over as the captain, you know, she becomes the acting captain. They did a good job of really showing us how how she is now in charge and she's giving directions to the bridge crew. She's actually you could just feel that she naturally took over that captain's role responsibilities, which, frankly speaking, hasn't been done for a long time. That was never done in, in Discovery. And uh, and I think that's that's critical to understanding for the ship, understanding what the chain of command is and who is actually in charge at that moment. Right. And she does an excellent job of they did. They, it's just really nice. It's small little comments, little things that just really make everything really nice. So. Another yeah. one for me there. It's hard for Discovery to do that. Discovery to do that when they arbitrarily make people first officer. <laughs> like, yes, that's Tilly, true. you have been my friend for a long time, and I trust you. Would you you're like now to the be, first officer. Would you like to be first officer? I know you're a cadet, but I would like you to be first officer. She's an ensign, to be fair. She's an oh, ensign. Whatever. No, but she started off as a cadet. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, season one, right. she was a cadet. I would like the ensign, and I'll be yeah. first officer. And like, I can just imagine the bridge crew like, "Yo, what?" <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't say anything, so it's all good. No, but they should have. All right, all right. So Liana starts feeling the, the you know the pain too. They take her to sick bay. Now here we're back at it. They're trying to figure it out. Oh, so uh, so what we learn is that it's a severe drop in vitamin D. Right. And so that, that's what, and of course, that's just tied to light. So right. Um, and you know, the way they figured out that it's t- that the light is how it transfers. I'm just going to skip to this cause. All right. Well, let's just talk about this real quick. Basically what they're talking about here is they're talking about the, the inhabit the previous inhabitants of the planet and how <clears throat> they wanted so badly to be part of the Federation that they were trying to reverse the modifications of their genome so that they can qualify to apply for membership to to the Federation, which I find yeah, that's that's pretty intense. Um, but I gotta give a down vote. Okay, because I understand that the Federation has a ban on uh, genetically enhanced things because uh, you know people and all that because the eugenic wars. However, <clears throat> however. Does that ban is that ban um, retroactive? Like if if that if a planet at any moment use genetic altering for their species, can they can they they just can't join the Federation? How does that make sense? Well, I, I mean, I don't think in this time frame we really know, do we? I I don't know, but I gotta say, there's species in the in the future that you know the Klingons. That or use, yeah. ge- use genetic altering to the point where, like, their entire species would look different for a generation. And well, but that yeah, that's and we were simping trying to get them to join the Federation. I mean, that's a hundred years from now. I so, see. So, so maybe something changes. 
yeah, something, yeah, they're working in a time frame where we don't really know the rules. They've brought the, you know, listen, Star Trek is really doubling down on this genetic engineering uh, thing with with the uh, eugenics wars. It's mentioned in this, in this, and we're going to learn a little bit more about it here in a second. Um, but the interesting thing about these Illyrians is this isn't the first time that we've, we've seen them. Um, believe it or not, they were in an episode of Star Trek Enterprise, um, uh, Damage. And it was an episode, it's a really interesting episode because they're actually a species who was, was also damaged along with the Enterprise. And, uh, and Archer decides he's going to basically come out of character and he steals their, their warp, warp coil. And uh, like boards their ship, steals their stuff. And now they're like stranded for like the next three years so that he can go and, you know, try to get a hold of that bomb that's going to that's going to uh, kill people on Earth. Oh, that's gangster, Archer. So that species, the Illyrian, this is the only other time in Star Trek we've had it. And so I want to upvote this okay. because uh, Strange New Worlds went into this and said, OK, we're going to go find a species that we've seen before, but we don't know anything about. And we're going to bring them into Strange New Worlds. And this is a great opportunity to do this because we don't know anything about these people. All we know is that, the, you know, the Federation took, you know, basically pi- space pirated them and left them to die. <laughs> out in the middle yeah, of nowhere. I like the idea of the Lorians. Uh, and I like the idea that there's like, obviously not very many of them left. Okay. Right. Well, at least, yeah, at least that that one. So. Yeah. And also, can I get one more vote here, please? Yeah. Because they did show us, um, they showed us uh, a graphic of a level five diagnostic scan on Hammer's screen. And we've never seen that before. It's never been graphically done. But if you freeze it when he's talking to uh, to the, the first officer, it actually shows the whole level five diagnostic happening. Oh, that's cool. And I thought that was really awesome. I don't know if it's worthy of an upvote, but, you know, that's cool. It's, I mean, listen, I, I think it's worthy. It's something okay. that I've always been curious about seeing, and I got to see it. So you're up, but you can do whatever you want with it. Okay, Ahura uh, uh, <clears throat> wakes up. Uh, there's a lot of commotion in her cabin. And I got to be honest, I am giving, I got to go back here. I'm giving an upvote for this because mm. we have never seen the cadet cabins. Oh, Okay. So wait, you just gave me a hard time about the level five diagnostic. Now you're giving an upvote because we've never seen this. This is way cooler, dude. <laughs> First off, <laughs> I've wondered my entire life: does does everyone on the Enterprise get a get their own sweet cabin? Well, actually, well, that's true. Yeah, we only ever see the senior officers, really. Right, we never see, you know, and 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 and, and the, the the answer to that question would be like, well, we got to assume maybe, you know, because there's not enough room for every member to have their own cabin so That's now we true. see the cadets and they got these little like almost like submarine bunks or whatever well this is even cooler i mean like in the real navy the way it works is like the senior officers get their own stateroom and then junior officers usually are two to three to a room right and then all of the uh, enlisted folks have to sleep in giant 60 man birthing basically or women right yeah but this is really cool so they all they, all, they have their own little beds and they're little lockers. So this guy's locker's on top. This guy's locker's on bottom. You know, they can close them, and they have a little common area. It's very cool. It's Just super, like an aircraft carrier. Super efficient design. I got to be honest. Uh, I wish I would have seen this when my kids were born. I would have made their entire room this way. Dort Knight makes a good good point here. You do see that in lower decks. 
Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. Okay. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give a, a little downvote here. Uh, well, hmm. Actually, we'll get to that point. So at this moment, it's very odd. Um, Hammer is investigating Mabenga's uh, transporter. And yeah. Mabenga is clearly upset about it for some reason. Well, and, see, yeah, and, so I believed he had like, uh, I thought he was like sick at this point. When he started right. acting weird like this, my thought was, oh, well, the light got to him too or whatever the heck's going on. Yeah, and he also had this weird moment where he turned the lights back on. Like, but like, like undercover. Right. For some, I don't know Which why made me it. think, well, he must have already had it. Maybe he, maybe that's what it was. I mean, he was obviously nervous about the transporter, which we'll find out about. But maybe he already was starting to feel the effects of the light. Oh, and that's why he was on edge. Yeah. I see. Okay. So this is when, by the way, and we don't, we don't learn this now, but at this moment, uh, Hemmer figures out what happened pretty much that, that the, that the transporters weren't upgrades, the, you know, pattern filter or whatever, blah, blah, blah. All right. right. But he doesn't know what's going on there. No. And then goes, man, I get out of here, but get out of here. Hey, get, get, get on <laughs> Yeah. They turn the light back on, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Now here we, here we go. We're coming to a good, a really good part here. So, uh, these Phoenix creatures are in the ion storm. They're like <clears throat> fire dragons or something. And they're right. flying around and, of course, the very first thought for Pike and, uh, Pike and Spock is they're clearly dangerous. We need to shut the door and not let them in. Yeah. Which makes sense. So they shut the door and those things are now banging on the door. They want to get in, right? Right. And they're, they're talking about it, blah, blah, blah. And we're going we're gonna to come back to that moment. But it's a really okay. good moment because at that moment, they are deathly afraid of these fire dragon thingies. And they're banging on their, like, they're like, let me in. They're banging on the door. Like, they're going to knock that door down, right? Okay. <clears throat> on the ship, they locked, they, you know, they figured out the lights, the problem. So they, they dim the lights and they, um, and they put the ship on lockdown. And here is my down Ooh. vote. Okay. I feel like this was a perfect moment for the blind engineer to shine. Okay. Why? He's trying to fix the problem. He's yeah. blind. They got to turn the lights out. Hello? Okay. He doesn't require the light. They could have shown some really cool moments with Hemmer. You know, being I able to operate well, completely autonomously, even though no one else can see properly. I mean, I think they already show. I mean, Hemmer is already basically a character that is is playing above his... his uh, his talent level. I mean, I don't know how much more he needed to have his ego stroked in this episode. I mean, he's already, you know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's already blind and doing stuff in the dark. So why do we need to see him do more things in the dark? They made a point of saying, we got to turn the lights out and lock down. Right. Um, there was this moment where Hemmer, uh, Hemmer looks at his crew or he gestures to him and goes just like that. And they all just scatter. Like they yeah. know exactly what they want, which is cool. The, the lights should have gone out right there, and they should have had a, a panning, the pan, a camera panning on the lightly lit up eyes of Hemmer as he continued working in the in pitch black. That would have been sick. It would have been four or five seconds, and it would have just totally reassured the audience of what, what this guy's capable of. 
All right. I mean, I didn't feel it was necessary, but if it would have added coolness to you, then uh, then that's cool. Consider that, right? He snaps his fingers. <clears throat> he gestures. His crew all disperses because it's locked down. The lights turn out. And we see the Well, the eerie... light, it wasn't pitch black, though. I mean, that, it's like... It should have been. That engineer should have been pitch black at that moment. It can't be. You and can't. he doesn't move. You can't be pitch black across the entire ship. There no, are no, still no, just people engineering. who need to work. Just engineering. So why do they need to shut the lights out completely in engineering? Because so that we can have this great moment where he can he do things need in the dark. The lights and they want to turn the lights out. But what I'm saying is, is they don't turn. They don't go, you know, completely dark throughout the entire ship. Where I was there trying are no to lights. save another downvote because that's it was all. It was also additionally it wasn't dark enough. It was too okay. light in there. All right, I don't know. If the I think purpose is, of I think... the of turning the lights down is to spread is to slow the spread, you can turn them down a lot more. I, I don't know. I think that's like very. How do you determine when you're making a TV show how low the lights should be or up or down? It's that's kind of not really something that's possible to 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 direct. And I don't know. I I feel like Hammer is already like he's okay. he's he's blind. Just because it's dark doesn't mean... I mean, I don't know. This is my opinion. So you got yours. I got mine. Uh, The one thing I do want to say... Go ahead. No, go ahead. ahead. I do want to say about the level five lockdown is that it definitely reminded me of COVID. (laughs) Um, And they talked about contact tracing. And so you know they were making this in the middle of all that. Yeah. Like this was being filmed and created at that time. And it totally reminded me of that. Uh, It's not an upvote or a downvote, but it definitely had that flavor of... Of what was going on. Right. All right. Um, this is actually when they figured out about the lights. So I was a little ahead of myself, but regardless. All right. Moving forward. All right. The contagion travels on light. And then this is how they explain how viruses work. And this this virus is very unique because it, it works on light. Okay. I really like that, by the way. The explanation. Right. The, the science. The, the way they use terms that we could actually understand how a cold uh, replicates itself to get other people sick, but the light doesn't work that way, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it, it's it was it was really good. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. She asked, "Would it be too intrusive to sedate them all?" I wouldn't have asked that question. <laughs> I would have been like, "Sedate all of them." <laughs> that was like you know that was tw- that was twenty that was a little twenty twenty two Star Trek, right? Yeah. It's okay. It's okay if it's a little bit. That's, that's cool. Well, I mean, no, you even, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, let's just say real Navy. You know, they're not just going to make this arbitrary thing to knock out everybody on the ship to do something without questioning it. So it's not that it's that. Okay. You know, yeah. All right. This is when we figure out that she, you know, what she is. So apparently. You know, I- so I'm sorry. We missed the part. I must have skipped through the part where her and Laon talk about the eugenics war and Laon's angry. Yeah, um, I, got, I I glossed over it. It wasn't when they're in the mess hall. Okay, so yeah, so there was, this is very, it's a very interesting point because up until now, we didn't know what La'an's connection with Khan is. It's the first time Khan's actually mentioned in the show. Right. And so what we learn is there's no hidden relationship between her and Khan, like a lot of us feared before Strange New Worlds thought. We're like, oh my God, she's connected to Khan. How could you know, Spock not know with Laon on board, you know, so we had all these, these concerns and we learn in this episode that she's not directly connected to him and actually despises him okay. to some level. You know what? Good point. I'm going to give that yeah. an upvote. Cause I think that deserves an upvote too. Yeah. You want an upvote too? All right. Yeah. Give me, give it to me. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, no, that was great. And yeah, here we are. The Alarian genetic data. She's 
we're figuring out that she is. Uh, we already knew she was special, but apparently she's actually from that planet, which is very cool. That's that's huge because yeah. up until now in Star Trek lore, not, you know, number one was human as far as we were concerned. When you go back to the pilot episode of TOS, the cage, you know, it's a human woman. Right. right. And so the whole time you see it. Now, the other thing that's interesting is that uh, the Illyrian, the Illyrians uh, in Enterprise had ridges on their forehead. So now we don't know if there's different features or whether or not they've genetically altered themselves over the last hundred years or so, 80 years mm. to change that they look more human. And right. did they do that so that they could join the Federation or they were they trying to emulate, you know, oh. um, humanoids from earth yeah maybe that maybe because yeah because they're because they say that they're like they really want to join the federation i can see them you know changing their their maybe maybe before they start you know trying to reverse the changes maybe they try to look more like us or whatever yeah and the fact that they're willing to go to that level to change and modify their their genome to join the federation really tells you a lot about where, where the federation is right now and how important it is to the alpha quadrant right which is not something we really get a sense of in TOS is is, is really how important uh, the Federation is to to what's going on. Right. <clears throat> okay. All right. So she comes in the trans uh, the transporter room and Hammer is clearly sick. He's freaking out. He's trying to transport a piece of the core <laughs> of the planet into the ship. This was fantastic. Yeah, this um, is good. This was good. I I want another give another upvote here. Because Hammer, up until this point, can do no wrong. He can do no wrong. He's uh, perfect in every way. He's cocky. He's self-confident. I love the character. But here we see that he still has, there's some fallibility to him. He was able to contract, even though he's blind, he was able to contract this light disease, right? And he's being shown in some sort of a negative light, which I wasn't sure they were going to do. And I got to give him a lot of credit because this character kind of needed to be brought down a peg in order to feel some connection with him. Right. I agree. And I think, I think on, on the, on that same note, they're also still showcasing a skill because he is about to transport a piece of the core of the planet into the ship. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, that's not good. Yeah. All right. Uh, she, she stuns him and then casually carries him or whatever. Oh, that was, was that, that was awesome. I yeah. absolutely love that. It showed her genetic. Uh, that showed her. I mean, I'm not going to vote this crazily, crazily, but it showed her gen- genetic alteration. Yeah, and uh, when she gets the sick bay, Chapel even says, "How are you carrying him?" Right. And what have we been saying about Star Trek? Show us, don't tell us. Yeah. Yeah. And here's a show. All right, back on the planet. Uh, the planet uh, Pike and Spock are trying to figure out what to do about the crazy uh, Phoenix dragon fire things that are trying to get through <laughs> the door. Like, they really want to get in that door. Like, they want to get in there. I know yeah. you're building that up, and um, I, 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 got, I got the antithesis, I think, of what you're going to say. Right. They really want to get in there. In fact, they even said, you think the Lorians knew how to stop these things? Which is good. A little misdirection. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. And they're, they're, you know, he's reading. All right. So the door opens. The window breaks. The iron storm's coming in. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Before you do that. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. 
see, this is the funny thing about doing this review. It's hard sometimes because you go through it and you'll pass something I want to talk about before it gets there. Okay. So we're going to have to come up with like a way to be like, you know, you know, point, point of, point of note. Um, when, when Pike is pointing his uh, firearm, his phaser at the door and Spock has the stuff he's reading. Spock says, he says, uh, I hope that thing you can set it to stun or something like that. Right. And Spock goes, I'm arming us with knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. I love that line. Such That's a Spock cool. thing to say. Such a TOS. That would be a TOS Spock thing you would say. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so upvote me. Upvote me. I only want to upvote. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's. I mean, come on. When we're doing good stuff, we got to talk good stuff. All right. I'm, I'm not trying to hand out upvotes like they're candy. It's got to be something cool, you know. That wasn't cool that he did I mean, something. Yeah, that that was, he... yeah, I mean, that was cool, but it wasn't upvote cool, you know. It's, it's, all right, all right. Anyways, listen, the bread. The, they they also mentioned that the at this point, the radiation level outside is toxic to humans, right? Yes. Or fatal. And those things they break in, and they start yep. surrounding them, and the window breaks. And wait, I wait, wait. This. Okay. Can, Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead and show it because I got to talk about that part. Yeah. So the they breaks. grab him by the arm here. Yeah. Right. They're going to grab the thing grabs him by the arm. You see that mm-hmm. pulls his phaser to the side. I hear what seems to be like something shooting. So I want to give a down vote here. Okay. It's almost to me, it sounded like a bullet shot and then something ricocheted is what it sounded like to me. And then glass broke. Okay. Now we know it's a phaser. <laughs> There's no bullets coming out of a phaser. Oh, I didn't hear that. I thought it was like I, rocks this is I, I played it back three or four times to get it. Uh, I thought it was like rocks outside hitting the window or something. I understand, but it was confusing. Okay, because the weapon it happened the moment the weapon turned towards the wall. I hear some sort of sound of ricochet, and I couldn't tell was some, was something that happened in that interaction. Did that break the glass, or did something outside break the glass? Now we know something outside broke the glass. Right. We we would find broke, out, but it, it, was, it broke inwards. It was it was confusing at that moment to me. Okay, like I wasn't sure what was exactly happening, and and, it, and I felt like that so was. You want a downvote? I yeah, I should yeah, that should have given it a downvote. Right. Um, now this is really cool. They 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 hit the floor, they start hugging it out like bros. They're like, oh, that's it, we're out. <laughs> and the um, the Phoenix Dragon things uh, surround them, <laughs> and I love this. And I'm giving an upvote because like this is so Star Trek. Listen. The whole time, those things were misunderstood. They, were, they weren't trying to get in there to kill Captain Pike and Spock. They were trying to get in there to protect Captain right. Pike and Spock. They knew what was coming. They were going to die if they didn't get in there to protect them. Right. And they were, they were locking the door, aiming their phasers. They were in there because their ignorance. That's what he said. I'm arming us with knowledge. Because their ignorance, you know, they were fighting their saviors. Very cool. Right. That they're not just like random monsters of the week, but they were actually there to help, right? Yeah. And then I guess later on we find out who they probably really are. Right. Yeah. Spock uh, does say later on that they probably contract the same disease. And because, and this is really good, so I want to give this number. But because they were reversing their genetic modification in order to join the Starfleet, they could no longer combat combat the light disease that was native to that planet. Yeah. So in their quest to join the Federation, they they ended up all getting sick, and instead, but but not all of them died. Some of them chased the ions 
into the atmosphere and their, their unique physiology apparently were they were converted to whatever those things are that's yeah and i and i kind of got the feeling that something was going on like that that it was some sort of beings up there when you saw una's that that fire burned through her mm-hmm. and you're like oh that looks awfully familiar yeah, I just think it's, it's very cool that they're there to figure out what happened to these Elorians, and they find out by the end of the episode that the Elorians uh, basically, I mean, literally killed themselves trying to please the Federation. Yeah, that's basically what you find out, yeah. And it's, and it, and it, you know, it's a sad tale. But, but then additionally, those same creatures, now that they're basically this non-corporeal thing, still protect them inside. I just think that's very cool. Very, very Star Trek. You know, not not every alien has to be a bad guy, guys. Not, that's that's a really good point. Stop when you get to the point where Mbega, Mbenga gives his uh, speech about bigotry. Uh, where, where is that? Here? When he's talking about uh, it's the, coming, I think. Or maybe it's now. I can't remember. I think it's now. When they're talking about the Alurians? Okay, so yeah, they're talking about it now. So does she, is this where she admits she's an Alurian? Yeah, Alurian? she tells them that she's Alurian and that... Okay. Can they use her blood to make a cure? And then she even says, I know there's a rule against mixing human human with Alarian blood. And I like what Chapel says. She goes, ah, I, 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 don't, I can care less. <laughs> like, right. I'm just trying to, like, they're doctors. They're not, they're going to, they have no, the rules aren't important when their primary oath is is to do no harm, right? Right, yeah. So I, I do like that because that, that is exactly what something like Bones would have said, Phlox would have said. You know, yeah, no, that's 100% true. Bones would have never, would have been like, it doesn't matter, just take care of them. Right. Um, so, he, yeah, here he's given the speech here. He, well, I, first off, I love the science. I love the explanations. I love him explaining why he can't use her blood. Like, come on. I mean, how, how Trek is that? Right. Right. Well, you, they're answering our questions. They're staying in the science. It's doing really good. And then there's an interesting little turn. And I'm going to give a downvote here. Um. The downvote is is kind of the show us don't tell us thing, and they start talking about how the Federation, um, you know, somehow defeated bigotry, right? Or Earth defeated bigotry, and now here they are. They found another way to be bigots uh, in space. Well, basically. you know, you know how they defeated bigotry. They all got electric electric cars. <laughs> that's what that's what it took. <laughs> That's the answer. That's yeah, it. Nice you call. Ele- you have to get electric cars that are powered by your farts and bigger people go bye-bye. <laughs> so I just thought that it really wasn't very fair to call it bigotry. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Because the reason why the Federation is fearful over genetics is because Khan almost took over everything being an augment. Right. Basically, almost took over everything and, 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 and conquered um, Earth, right? Right. And so the Federation isn't bigoted against people who genetically altered. They don't hate them. And we got to remember what bigotry is, right? Bigotry is, um, is hating something for, for, you know, simply because they exist. Right. Because they're different. Right. And that's not what's happening here. They are fearful over genetic alterations. Somebody being able to basically genetically alter themselves in such a way that, um, that makes them more powerful and uncontrollable, I guess, to some degree. Right. And so I thought that that use of the word bigotry was not appropriate or kind of correct in this situation. They're not being, um, 
they're not being treated that way because of their race or because of who they are. They're being treated that way for the acts that they have committed. And, um, and I just think those are two different things. So that's why I got a downvote for me. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I don't think it's bigotry because of who they are. I think it's they're just trying to be careful and not repeat history. Yes, and I and I, which was a reasonable explanation, and 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 I guess we'll talk about the end part of it. Right. All right. Yeah. So he explains you can't use your your antibodies because they're not they're only active when they're <clears> healing <throat> you. Blah, blah, blah. It, perhaps if there was a moment where you were infected and you know at this and before you settled, which. They pay off this. They pay off the way they could fix the crew. Yeah. But it would have to be that she was infected at the same time. Well, and if he hadn't said that, then she wouldn't have known what to do next. Right. And this is more teamwork working together. Right. I agree. All right. And he lays down. He's like, all right, man, listen, I'm uh, going to take a nap because it ain't working out. out. I found it interesting that he just like sat down and took a nap. Well, he ha- he told her because he's being overwhelmed by the disease. Right. Uh, I went way too far back. My bad. All right. Okay. Can we get to the chick fight? Yeah, I'm trying to get there right now. I clearly hit the wrong button. All right. So Leon heard her talking about being a Lorian, and she. Now, why did she wake up and no one else? Because she's I don't know, man. She's she's got that weird pain tolerance thing going on. Right. Right. So she woke up and heard what what uh, Una said, and got mad. Right. I think that was actually a little bit of a, a little bit of a a, a a clue there. I I think so. I think I think she might be uh, slightly augmented herself, even if it was just well, via via. Yeah. Burn. Yeah. You know, I think it's got to be that way. But she sure feels crazy about it, as we're about to learn here. Right. Yeah. And so she's trying to detonate like the warp core or the you know or take down the warp uh core containment field or whatever. Warp core breach, baby. You know, because she wants to feel the heat on her skin. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah, they start fighting. Good chick fight. Love it. It was a good fight in general. It wasn't just because of her checks, it was good. Yeah, no, it was it was good. They were they were going at it. And what's interesting is before you leave that that part there, so basically, yeah. Una has this moment where she uh, they get a bunch of radiation and her internal genetics try to basically cure it at that moment as she's getting the radiation. And so now she's able to cure herself and apparently La'on and at the same time get a sample to be able to use. Or no, Chapel will later get a sample because, because it hasn't hardened yet or gone away. Right, which is cool, which is super cool. But she it. also tells her in that moment, remember she said some pretty... Um, you know, basically that she lied to her yeah. all this time by not yeah. telling her she, she, you know, La'on hates augments. She grew up being, um, you know, bullied basically for being related to Khan right. and, and the augments. And so she's always hated augments. And here it is this whole time, <clears throat> you know, essentially Una's been an augment right. and never told her, even though she understood what she, the pain that she went through. So she was pretty hurt by this. I thought it was pretty good, deep character building. Yeah, I feel like she shouldn't have been that mad. She, she should have been like, I, mean, I get it, though. You know, you, you're not going to just tell everyone you're an Orion, you know, make me feel better, considering you want to stay in Starfleet, and it's a, against the rules. Right, right. I mean, but that's just me, I guess. 
All right. Yeah, so this is when they explain how they went through all this uh, trouble to save them. And you see two, and Fox says, I see two possibilities. Either they didn't save the colonists because they had some kind of falling out with the colonists or because they are the colonists. And he, he literally takes the only two options it could be. And the logical conclusion from them from there is they are the colonists. Yeah. Great line for Spock. Yeah. I got to give you, I got to give Ethan Peck a lot of credit. I mean, Spock in this episode is Spock. I mean, we've been prepared to like really address the whole emotional Spock thing. We've been talking about doing videos about it, but to be honest with you, I'm not even certain he's been unreasonably emotional in the first three episodes and he seems to have been a really nice precursor up till now of the Spock that's to come, at least so far. Right. I completely agree. Um, he's, you know, as someone who was uh, his, lar- you know, very large critic of him in Discovery and in general, he's doing phenomenally this season so far. Mm. All right. All right. Yeah. So they explained they wanted to join the Federation. So they tried to reverse their engineering and that's what killed them. Boom, bing, bada, boom. Okay. Um, and this is when they explain what, what Chapel did. Because she's so good at her job. She replicates of, the cure of, yeah. based on the chim- chimeric antibodies. Yeah. Hey, Nurse Chapel, let somebody else say how good you are, okay? Yeah. Don't be, we already have a hammer. We don't need another one. I mean, she is very attractive, so. <laughs> so that makes it okay as opposed to somebody yeah, you else. You know I'm it. giving her an upvote just for being hot. Right <laughs> You're giving her a, a, a cocky upload, okay? Okay. Um, yeah, and then she comes and talks to Una, uh, to Leon. They're eating strawberries. You got anything to say about the scene? I'm just gonna skip past it. I mean, yeah, I, I just want to say that they really are close because the way they talk to each other. I mean, this is, you know, a lieutenant to a commander, and she just basically puts it out there. Yeah, you know, you want to, you know, basically, you want to know if if I was if it was the sickness talking or if it was me and she's like both, you know, so she still told her, you know, how she felt. And okay. um, yeah, that's fair. More growth. All right. Um, we're going to skip past this. We're going to skip, 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 skip. All right. Then what do I think about this thing where she's like, listen, captain, I've broken the rules. I'm going to mm. resign my commission. She, he's like, nah, <laughs> very Starfleet. I love that. I love that. She took ownership of it. She basically said, you know what? Uh, you know, I'm coming clean, you know, it's just such a star- Starfleet thing to do. And Pike saying, nah, is another Starfleet thing to do. Yeah, it's a Starfleet captain thing to do, for sure. It's definitely something he would do. And, and, and he basically said, you know, let me deal with Starfleet. Um, And this does need to be addressed at some point later. It has to be an episode or something where we possibly maybe lose her uh, because of this choice. Uh, so I hope we get that down the road and I hope it pays off. But this is something that, that other Star Trek captains would do. Um, maybe not Picard, but <laughs> all the other ones for sure. Because you're right. Maybe not Accept Janeway. Accept your resignation. Please see the, the closest airlock and just jettison yourself into space. <laughs> but I do have a downvote here. So I would definitely give this a downvote. Okay. Because you cannot have two major character Starfleet broken rules in one episode. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 
I'm actually going to give it a down vote too. Not for that reason, for a completely separate reason. Okay, well, because, let me finish mine and then you tell oh, me. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you were done. Go ahead. So, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, we just saw literally the scene before. Una's basically like, hey, I've done bad things. I'm in Starfleet. I shouldn't have done it. I'm going to get in a whole lot of trouble. Uh, and then Pike says no. And then she comes down here and basically confronts Mbanga and says, you've done a bunch of bad, you've done bad things. When, by the way, endangering the ship, holy cow, right? Um I just feel like they should only give us one of these an episode. If you're going to do something uh, against the Federation or breaking Starfleet regulations and rules, uh, you should only do that once per episode. Well, I think they're trying to show her that she paid that kindness forward. Do it next episode. I don't need it right now. She hasn't. We haven't had enough time to deal with one. Now we've got to deal with two. I just felt That's that fair. it wasn't appropriate. That's fair. Now, my problem with this is that the re- the reason they had the problem is because last time they were at Doc, <clears throat> he wouldn't let them upgrade his transporter. So all the other transporters are upgraded, but his wasn't. So that's like you live in a house and your wife and your kids and your roommate, they have Windows 10, you know, fully updated, fully protected. But your dumb brother-in-law keeps coming over with an, with an old laptop running Windows XP, and it's just ridden with viruses, literally. I love Windows XP, though. And because it's never updated. So, now, why didn't anyone update it? This was the reason I upvoted, because it was because his daughter, who, who was sick, and I feel him, I got a sick daughter, too, you know, is in the pattern buffer, and he's trying to keep her alive. Totally get it. But, when it shows later on that he frequently takes her out of the pattern buffer to read her bedtime stories or whatever. That don't make no sense. Right? Why don't you just take her out of the, out of the transporter, update them and put her back. Update what? So she, when they were at the station last time, he wouldn't let them up, up, uh, update the transporters because, Oh, her pattern buffer, (laughs) her pattern was in the buffer. You know, it probably was one of those things where they showed up and said, hey, we need to upgrade your blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, uh, no, because he would have had to show what he was doing, which was wrong and illegal, I guess. Uh, so maybe that was why he couldn't do it at that moment. It's got to be a way yeah, around. That makes though. sense. You're going you're going you're going for a refit. You know what they're going to do, you know. I, I mean, maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. They didn't explain it. I'm, I'm willing to give him that pass. Um, you know, for that reason, I don't need the detailed explanation of how they replace something in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm, um, what I'm saying is I feel like she, he could have taken her out of the pattern and maybe, maybe when you show her out of the pattern, only show that last really good scene and don't show the scene before it. Cause it makes me believe that she's been out of the pattern for a long time, which makes me believe this could, this didn't have to be an issue. You're talking about when she's, when they're reading the bedtime story. Yeah, so he takes her out of the pattern and he's reading her this book. Like a book. Like a real book. Yeah. And they, they shoot over to... I'll show you. Oh my god, I went the wrong way. They shoot over to um, Una and she's like... So he he, so he, he, he rematerializes her and he starts reading this big blank book. And they shoot over to Una and she's doing a personal log. Which, she, by the way, she later on deletes. Very good... Uh, which was good. Very good detail there. Um... And then they had this really cool transition, ready? I mean, as an editor, this was a great transition. Just watch, look at this. 
Oh, it was a good. It was it was a good sweep. Yeah. Clean transition, right? Yeah, that was good. And he's finishing that book. How long has it been sitting there for, man? Seemingly I mean, a long time, which means that he could have taken her out of the out of the buffer during the refit. But you don't know the situation, and so you have to assume that he was caught off guard or wasn't planned, or you know what I'm saying? But that also, so if that's the case, then that cheapens the character and makes it look like he can't think no, things through. No, you don't know how a starship works. He's not, you know, he's worried about medical stuff. He's not worried about, you know, engineering types things. And when you're on a ship like that and people come, you people show up all the time. Hey, it's time to update your fire hydrants. And you're like, oh, shoot. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. I mean, I wouldn't you know. So you, don't, you would know. Well, you, yeah, you, I'm just saying in that situation, he's not, he's not in charge of whether his stuff's getting upgraded. So if they showed up and I can, this is just, I'm giving a plausible story. Mm-hmm. Right. A good a reason. Now, if there was no plausible or decent reason why he could have, then, yeah, you're right. He should have pulled her out and uh, and updated it. Now they don't have a story for episode three, but, um, oh, you know, right. Or whatever. But here's here's why I gave this an upvote. It was because it was a it was a call out. This was a call out to Voyager with Scotty being in the pattern buffer for all that time. You mean TNG? Remember? No, it was it was Voyager when that found Scotty. No, it wasn't. Was it TNG? It was TNG, yeah. It's my favorite episode, man. Well, you're right. Duh, you're right. Okay. That's so the episode TNG where Scotty tells uh, tells uh, Jordy how to deal with, That's right. with leadership. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So anyways, the point is, is that this was a callback to that because keeping somebody in the pattern buffer is something that hasn't been done a whole lot. And I just thought it was a nice you know, way of showing that that's something that they, they could even do even before that other time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so, did you give my up? You want you want up for that? Yeah. Yes, uh, I do. Um, I think it's very cool that she's you know giving him giving him a power cell. You know, we'll probably see that paid off at some point in the future. Hopefully, if it's not paid off, then I'm not sure where they did it, but I'm sure they will. Yeah. All right. And I got one more. I got one more at the end with Una. Okay. So I, I thought that even though Mbenga did the whole bigotry thing mm-hmm. and and that kind of messed things up, I think it fixed it here at the end with Una when she's giving her log. Right. Because mm-hmm. basically the way Star Trek always did it was is they showed things that were a problem on, on you know current times through aliens and alien interaction. And I thought they did a good job of using um, using aliens and using the her as an Illyrian to point out a problem, uh, whether you know be- whether it's bigotry or something else, as opposed to just Mbenga speaking about it. So because she was an alien, it made more sense. They did the traditional trek, you know, let's do it through an alien civilization as opposed to, you know, um, just saying it or or pointing it out. That's fair. It, that that you're right. All right, and that's the end of the show. So reviewing the score, uh, Shane. Has a very optimistic seven. Mm. I have a very realistic five. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a second. I'm sorry. How is your five realistic when zero is when zero would be neutral? All right. So I have a five. Shane has a seven. The average is once again a six. Was it six last time? It was it six last time? Exactly. Interesting. Well, this is a good sign because you know I guess it would be cool if we knew how many times we upvoted and downvoted. But at the same time, 
you know, we're not down to zero guys. And if we were down around zero or just maybe at one or negative one, then we would know that this was not great Star Trek. And yeah. so far it's been great Star Trek. Let me tell you something. Stick around when discovery comes out and we're reviewing it. We're going to see some <laughs> negative numbers, bros. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I'm not even trying to like to speak it into existence or like be negative. I'm telling you, the last two seasons, I there was like between the entire season, there was maybe like two good things in an entire season of television. So, well, maybe season five will be great. You know, maybe it will. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe he won't hit me anymore. Maybe, maybe season five. You know, yeah, that's fair. Okay. Let's see if it's in the chat. Check the chat out, bro. Check the chat. All right. Wow, there's all kinds of good things going on over here. Yep. Let me check the members chat, too. Good stuff. Mm. Yes, Kenneth, you're talking about the Dyson Sphere. Yes. Yes, sir. Favorite episode of TNG. Um, oh, Windows Vista. I think Windows Vista, at this point, might be even worse than Windows XP because... You know, it's actually still a viable way of stealing people's information. I hated Windows Vista. I couldn't stand it. Kenneth the Rogue, alien blood not compatible with human blood? Mm. I mean, I don't, think, I don't think that was a problem. I think the problem was that she didn't have the antibodies anymore. Oh, you know what's funny is uh, John Clark says here, I had 15 upvotes. John, I missed one of the upvotes I wanted to give. Uh, Spock, we got to see Spock's green blood. Okay, so you want to? And I, th- I wanted to give that. So this is going to be a six point five. There you go, six point five. All right, because I wanted to give that up. Retroactive yeah. six point five. Thank you. Okay, hey, that's point five better than last week, right? <laughs> hey, when, point, when, well, yeah. when do we see the Gorn? Is it next next week or the week after? Next week is wait, uh, yeah, episode four is the Gorn. Ooh, that's gonna be yeah. that's gonna be a make or break episode. That's gonna be like a. A, a score of 10 or a score of three. And we're going to be like, I don't know about that. Mm, yeah. That, I, that's going to be good. Cause they're addressing a uh, civilization that, well, I mean, we don't know a lot about the Gorm, you know, only we got one episode. Right. So. But my question is, what do they make them look like? Cause that's going to be mm. honestly, either they, either it's going to be really good or really bad. There is no in between for that. Well, it's gotta be better than, <laughs> than the, than the, the puppet or the, the suit. No, we saw right? the Gorn and Enterprise. They were 3D. Oh, that's true. You're right. Yeah. Well, okay. Did you like the the Gorn and Enterprise? No, because it was 2001. Like you can't do much of that. That, that. I mean, it was. Oh, sorry. It, did it you was, like the Gorn in 2001? It was better than Kirk, but it still wasn't great. You know. But did you like it in 2001? It was okay. Okay. There wasn't enough. There wasn't enough of it. It was like a. I got it. Yeah. It wasn't an entire episode. Like now we're gonna see like their culture and everything, you know what I mean? Like the way they operate. That's different. This is like this is like seeing Klingons for the first time. Like what a big deal this is gonna be, you know? Yeah, that's true. Okay, here's a good point. Archmage Frey says, Here's my biggest problem. We're only three episodes in, and we've already established all our main characters have dark or traumatic pasts. Okay. Um, let's see. If you go through it and look, we don't know Ortegas. Ortegas, we don't know. Uh, Chapel, we don't really have anything. Hammer, we're not sure. Oh, you say it in the next line here. Hammer, Ortegas, and Chapel. Um, well, you know, here's the thing, Archmage. In my opinion, we all have things that, you know, deep down bug us about something or else. I mean, I would like to believe there are just some people out there who have perfect lives. 
but there's things in our past that might bug us. And is the show trying to bring out some dramatic thing and have like the characters have a story arc as a result of it and see some growth. I'm not going to really fault him for that. I don't really see it as a problem. Um, you know, to be fair, you know, like up until like a few years ago, I really enjoyed just kicking the crap out of kittens. Like when I saw a kitten, I would just bunt that thing like a football going for the, going for the, the three pointer. And, okay. Uh, you know, I had to deal with that in my life because that's not cool. Now, instead, I only kick dogs. It's much easier. I, I, you made no friends here. I mean, like, even if there are people who feel the same way you do, they, they still can't be your friends because it was so terrible. <laughs> no, but kidding. it's true. I mean, if you've got something that you've dealt with, whether maybe you were bullied or, you know, everybody's got something. Now, maybe you don't live with it every day right now, but... When you're doing a TV show, I think you have that. Now, if you go back to TOS, kind of everybody, or even go back to any Star Trek, everybody had some sort of issue to some degree, right? right? Spock's dealing with his with his, with his dad, right? He's got a terrible relationship with his dad. Uh, Kirk can't keep his pants buttoned. I guess that's, I don't know if that's a problem or not. Well, speaking uh, of that, I was bullied incessantly as a child for having just a gigantic wiener. Couldn't get past uh, it. I'm just not sure why you just said that, but okay. Uh, Picard. <laughs> I had a friend uh, that told me that once. He said he was bullied in high school because his he had, because his penis was too big, and I was like, "Yeah, that didn't that, happen." That's a Michael Scott uh, from The Office thing. Like he doesn't have any real faults. They're just you know, yeah, remember, really good things. Remember that Jason? That Jason told me that he was bullied in high oh, school. Yes, he said. Yeah, every one of his girlfriends ended up disliking him because he because his penis was too big. He said it with a straight face, and I'm like, Yeah, I don't know if you're joking or not. Like, if you're joking, awesome troll. If yeah. you're not, then it's sort of pathetic <laughs> or totally weird and inappropriate. But uh, yeah, so what the heck was I talking about? You got me totally off now on this whole thing. Was it, what were we talking about? My bad, stud. We were talking about uh, issues, having issues. Oh, yeah. So issues. Yeah. So, for example, Picard couldn't have a relationship. He had problems, you know, with that whole thing. Uh, Tom, Bo- Tom from Voyager uh, had, a, had a, a, a bad Starfleet past. Right. So there's lots of things that people have. Now, maybe having so many characters with issues is kind of a more current, newer Trek thing. But I don't feel like it's taking us out of the story. Yeah, as long listen, guys, as long as the ship doesn't start asking for counseling, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna be okay here. <laughs> I hate to keep dragging that out, but like, it, it's it's the what's going on on in Discovery. It's like it's when you watch an episode of Discovery, it's like someone is making an SNL version of Star Trek. Like there, it's an amplified out, you know, ridiculous version of Star Trek. To the point where it feels like a parody of itself. And like, I remember watching that episode and the first thing was when the artificial intelligence ship ship said she needed to see, she needed to talk to a therapist. The second that happened, I was like, oh, well, there's no coming back for this. Like, you know what (laughs) I mean? It's over. Like, they're, they're, they're arguing about whether or not they should let the ship be in control of whether or not to blow herself up or not. Oh, okay. Can you believe? And they agree. You know, she... She should be autonomous. Autonomous. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, delete her. You delete if she's suicidal and you live in the ship. Delete the program that's. I mean, come on. 
Yeah, so Stamets had the only appropriate response, but then he ends up getting talked down too. Yeah, Stamets was the only <laughs> one there with, with, with half a brain. Everyone else was just like, what are you guys smoking right now? Are you kidding me? The, the ship cannot be in control of whether or not to self-delete. Never die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Dork Knight here says uh, Shane had 11 upvotes and four downvotes, while Brian had eight upvotes and three downvotes. So, hey, there's our total tally. Yeah, I mean, it still came out the same score, though. So right, what, but I mean, it's nice to know. Oh, like, that, oh, use, use what percentage of my upvotes to downvotes, I guess. Oh, know. I see. Yeah. Well. So, because I had 11 up and four down, that would give me, I don't know. You clearly it. liked this episode more than I did, but I liked it, so. Well, see, here's the thing is, we don't know whether or not we liked it better. Here's, the, here's our problem with our system. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have, like certain things we upvote or downvote. So there's not like 12 opportunities to upvote or downvote. And then you and I pick which ones are up or down. Oh, good point. See, if we were doing that, then we would know. Oh, okay. It's a good point. So we, so this is what we do next week. When one of us brings up a point that we're going to either upvote or downvote, the other person oh. has to choose whether to upvote or downvote that point. I like it. Let's do that. That makes sense. Cause I would have upvoted. I would have, I would have downvoted like three of the things you said you upvoted. Okay, and same with you. I think the thing you upvoted, I wanted to download, or yeah. vice versa. Yeah, okay, so every time we bring something up, the other person has to respond in kind. Okay. That'll, that'll make much more much more interesting score, I think, too. I, too, and we probably fight a lot more as well. Oh, so it'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> right. All right, it'll also be like a four-hour stream where we're still, mm-hmm. we're, we're like, on, we're like still like halfway through it. We're fighting over like the color of a costume. We're like, no, no, that's not the way. <laughs> All right, man. Um, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about some Orville. Shane, yes. I don't know if you put this in here just to, like, you know, get me excited uh, for nothing or what, but tell me there's some substance here. Please. Please, Shane. There's tons of substance. Well, what's, what's the substance, bro? You notice how I said it like that? There's tons of substance. Tons of substance. Yeah, I, you know, there is an article there, but that's not really why it's there. Let's talk about the Orville. Okay, so guys, this channel, what we, you know, we really found our stride when we started covering the Orville. I mean, oh, yeah. frankly speaking, yeah, that was there the, was no Star Trek, right? Yeah, there's no Star Trek when we started covering the, when we started doing Orville videos. Um, is when we found like our our um, our mm. our style, our method, our sort of formula, and then. We adapted that formula to Stargate and then Star Trek. Yeah, basically. Yeah, we were covering AGT. <laughs> we were covering America's, we were covering Got, America's Got Talent. Guys. Oh my god, how pathetic is that? We were covering Survivor and America's Got Talent. That's that's where. Oh man, how far? How far have those shown? Those shows have fallen now too. Survivor yeah. is a train wreck. If we were covering Survivor. Every single week would just be me ranting for an hour and a half at how ridiculous everything is. Because every scene, every interaction, every challenge, I, dude, I don't, someone clearly has some blackmail. Oh, I'm not sure why I'm on screen. Someone has some blackmail goods on Jeff. uh, What's his name? Jeff Probst. Probst. Someone emailed Jeff Probst like pictures of him at a bathhouse and said, this is the way we're going to do Survivor now. And he's like, yes, sir, boss. No problem, boss. Because the the entire show is, it's different. It's ridiculous. 
It's so ins- it's so insane. You guys want to talk about woke? Everyone always complains about Star Trek and stuff being woke, right? Oh my God, go watch Survivor season three or whatever the you know the Fiji in the the first Fiji Islands, and watch the latest Survivor Survivor forty nine. See the difference? Yeah, it, it's insane. <clears throat> Jeff Prost, he used to be able to tell people how it is. Like, hey man, you can't do that. Nope, put it down. He was in charge. Right. He is not in charge anymore. Not at all. We have people literally stopping a challenge because Jeff Probst, Probst said, good job, man. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you assuming my gen- my gender right now? I'm like, are you are you kidding right now? Are you stopping in the middle of a challenge to 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 complain about a, 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 a misuse of pronouns? That's insane. And like, he's like, yeah, you're right, man. I'm so sorry about that. You're like, Jeff, what's going on, man? What's what's happening? Are you being blackmailed by the by by Twitter? What's the deal? He doesn't want to be canceled, bro. Oh man, I mean, dude. At, at this point, though, you got forty five forty five seasons. If I would rather go out, you know, just go out on top and and cancel the thing, than continue mm. to show up and have to like literally take orders from the nineteen year old kid complaining about pronouns. I wouldn't be able to do it. I mean. Well, this is about the Orville. That's oh, right. My bad. Brian, My bad. He's, listen, if, I, I know better than to bring up Survivor when Brian's around. You can't bring up Survivor right now. Better. I'm still watching it because, I, because I'm a masochist. And it's, and it's a, my fault because he yeah, didn't even, even seen the show. Until I didn't even I, seen the show. Yeah, <laughs> I, it was like said, four years ago. She was like, Survivor. yo, you got to watch Survivor. It's great. I'm like, oh, I'm not really into that. Next thing you know, I'm like, yo, 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 yo. I've watched every season. Every, <laughs> my favorite character is this. And then, and then I was waiting on bated breath. And then last season popped up and I'm watching it. Like I'm watching it live. You guys, I have, I have 13 streaming networks and I still went out of my way to watch this stupid thing live. And I was, it was like a 45 minutes of me just sitting there. I'm sorry. Me just sitting there fuming. I was seething with anger. Every single thing. Every time. Wait, show us seething again. Show us seething again. It was, because it's not it's not that I if you people if you people believe in the pronoun thing and and all this like sensitivity stuff fine you know you do you but they took survivor something that I had grown so incredibly fond of and they twisted it into like this weird and and not like slowly not over a period of like five or six seasons it went from like good season next season completely different it, they even they even shortened how much time they spend on the island Shane. It's now 21 days. They cut the time in half. It saved them a lot of production money. <clears throat> yeah, because, well, it'll be over soon. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the ratings look are garbage right now. Sorry. We can Go clip ahead. this for a Survivor show and do a, put a Survivor clip out. <laughs> we we, we shut up. <laughs> Back to the Orville. Yeah. You, you, uh, know, why, you know why, Atheist? Because no one's talking about this. <laughs> Everyone's talking about how woke, uh, you know, STD is and all this stuff. But no one's talking about the fact that Survivor somehow went from 44 days to 21 days. They have this mandatory thing where they have to have like have like 13 genders. Seriously, like 13 genders on the show. It's crazy. First off, and then now the contestants are arguing with Jeff Prost in the middle of challenges about their pronouns. Oh my God, it's like a joke. Sorry. Well, I'd just be like, well, you're running out of time. I would keep running. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I would say. Like, your your oh your team's gonna lose. Oh, okay. Um, well, whatever you want me to call you, uh, you just lost. So how does that feel? You feel good about yourself, <laughs> Mister, Mrs., They, Them? What? What do you want? What do you want me to say? All right. Uh, anyways, so back to the Orville. Let's talk about some Orville. What's Look, going okay, on? here's what's interesting. Okay, about the Orville. All right. So I, I saw this little thing. I want to talk Orville today, anyways, because we need to we need to lay out our roadmap of what's to come. The roadmap. This- this channel was really born on the Orville. As you guys know, the Orville came out and nobody was talking about the Orville yet. Like the Orville came out and like nobody said nothing. And so Brian and I said, let's talk about this show because it's so great. Brian actually saw it first, as is usual, and told me about it. And we watched the first episode and said, all right, we got to cover this now. And so we were like one of the first channels to really start doing videos about the Orville. Wait, 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 wait. Let me just interject here real quick. Because when I told Shane, you got to watch this show, he goes, uh, yeah, I'm not interested in Family Guy in space. I'm good. I did say that. Yes, I was not interested in. Hey, listen, I, I, I like some Family Guy stuff, but Seth MacFarlane, you know, at the time was kind of yeah. To know, be fair, yeah, the Thousand Dies Ways to Die in the West was there not was great. some stuff. Ted was, too yeah. wasn't uh, wasn't. Uh, yeah, I got. I, mean, I think it was even before Ted. I can't remember when Ted came out, but, but I remember. I remember telling you that. I'm like, no, listen, listen. Yes, they have, do they have fat fart jokes? Yes, do they have fat jokes? Yes, do they talk about gay stuff? Sure, but underneath all that, it's it's science fiction, like true and through. You did, and I watched it, and I got it. I got it right away, even though it was more. There was a, a lot of Family Guy to those first few episodes. So, if you remember way back then, and you saw the first couple seasons, and Danny pointed out here, Dork Knight, I think, point no, or atheist, somebody pointed out that. Uh, it's been three years since we've seen New Orville. So Seth MacFarlane has come out and said uh, that the the Orville almost feels like a reset of the show. They it's gotten better. I mean, they're all in on this. The not only are the sound effects, the graphics, not only is everything better for season three, but the character the characters are deeper. The they're no longer you know stopped by the constraints of being on live television because they're on Hulu. Right. So the episodes are longer. They, they they just, I mean, they're all in. And he's talking about the show as if, if you liked season two, you're going to love season three. And I feel that coming from him. And I, and I believe it's more than just marketing. It's really going to be really good. I think we're going to get into the middle of, of, uh, of the Orville season three. And we're just going to look around and be like, how can, how can they not continue making this show? Right, I'm. I really hope so. I love how you how you said that in like your podcast voice. You're like, if you like season two, you're gonna love season three. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean to do that. You I'm did sorry. it though. You did it in the podcast voice. Hey, what you guys don't know is Shane doesn't actually talk like that all the time. Oh, okay. Like, well, you mean like on the yeah yeah during during yeah for the for the prime videos, you know, he really brings the gravitas. I mean, like, I, it's it's me, but yeah, there's there's an element of of every once there. in a while I hear you do that voice though. You'll be like, and if you like that, you're gonna love this. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even know what you're talking about, but I think I'm gonna love it. <laughs> well, you should love it because the Orville is wonderful. So, but what are we gonna do? So we're still here every Thursday at two o'clock. You guys are here watching with us now. So as the Orville comes out, I mean, we're talking about what do we say? We're how many days are we away now? Fourteen. Thirteen. Fourteen. We're 14 days away from the Orville premiere. We've got things planned. So we've already got set up. We're going to be doing an interview with uh, with Tom Constantino. 
the the producer extraordinaire, the editor of the Oroville. He's going to come out and he's going to talk about what's going on. I think we're going to have him for the first week or, or before the first week. So pre the Oroville launch. And then we're working right now on hopefully getting John Kassar. Um, if anybody out there is uh, is knows who John Kassar is, he's the director for the first episode. And he's been with the Orville for both of the first two seasons. He, Wonderful guy. He did Terra Nova, awesome too. He did the show Terra Nova, which I like a lot. He did. He's done a lot of stuff. And John, if you're watching, reach back out. We're trying to get a hold of you so we can do this interview. So please uh, respond to us on Twitter. Um, also, we've got Brandon uh, Fayette from who's the visual uh, visual effects uh, supervisor for the Orville. We're going to be doing an interview with him. Uh, we've reached out to uh, um, to BJ Tanner and to Kai Wenner um, so we can have them on the show again. Uh, and we're reaching out to other people. So the goal is hopefully during the Orville's run, we'll have somebody each each week that we can either uh, ask questions to and get questions from you guys to ask them. And then we can kind of just enjoy season three and be really immersed in everything since we have such a good relationship with them. Yeah, my goal is to get Seth McFarland somehow. Even if I have to send unmarked packages to his home. <laughs> you know, it's funny because... With, with we've podcast talked about gear. With podcast gear, you know? Well, he did an exclusive interview with FS, SFX. I think the problem is, is that YouTubers still have this um, <clears throat> stigma where a lot of the A-list actors don't want to interact because they feel like it's YouTube. So, but... That's going to go away eventually at some point. We just don't talk to him enough. We need to like tweet him more often. I hate Twitter so much. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst. <clears throat> but we'll see. I mean, who knows? It could happen. I mean, he might have a change of heart or want to come on or whatever. Yeah, what's um, and the dude's really busy. So. so we've got that going on. That's going to be happening every week. So just expect the live shows to get kind of crazy and to get interesting. Uh, we've got, it's, we can't talk about it yet. It's not official, but there's a chance we may be attending something coming up um for the Oroville uh and we'll let you guys know as soon as we know so we can give you more information about it but it's exciting i mean it's coming man it's finally here after three years it's coming you know it's coming very very exciting so um just stay tuned and and we will uh we'll bring you everything that we know and we'll give you all the information break down all the episodes and it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah and remember the uh the show the executive producer is brandon braga yeah, I mean he's Star Trek guy all the way. Star Trek, Star Trek royalty. Hey, and if you haven't seen the trailer, I uh, painstakingly uh, created a 4K version of that trailer in 60 FPS on our on our PCU channel. Please go check it out. Yeah, it's it looks great. It looks fantastic. All right, man. Let's uh let's uh let's move it on. I'm gonna hit this little subscribe button. If you're not a subscriber, my friends, and you're watching either now or later on, please hit the subscribe button. And you know what? I was told recently that the likes don't matter as much as the shares, but please, you know, please like it. But if you can only do one thing, if it's like, oh, I can only, I can only like, or I can share, or I can hit the alert. I'm like, okay, if it's one of those things, you might as well share it because that's apparently the way YouTube is blessing people nowadays. Yeah, it makes sense. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Well, yeah, it does because if you share it, that means somebody else sees it. So that means YouTube gets more views. So it may. <laughs> so, yeah, it so, that, so yeah, you're right. That make that, that's the way it should have been like eight years ago. Why is it? Who knows? Now? Nobody knows how it is. Yeah, no one knows. Does anybody really know? Only YouTube knows, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. 
All right, man. Uh, what's up next? We are talking about... Actually, I'm hit recording this thing. We're talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I really want to know. Because Shane is really into Obi-Wan Kenobi, guys. And while, while I do appreciate that character, and I love the way it's played by the masterful Ewan, Mc, Ewan McGregor. Nice. Good job, dude. You I would like that. to actually practice that earlier, so... Nice. I would well like done. to know if you want to see, you know, content. You want to see videos, and you want to see coverage and reviews. Shane, they're thinks gonna say you, no. Sh- no, Shane thinks you want to see them. No, 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 th- no. They're gonna say no. Why? Let me tell you why. They're gonna say no. They don't want to see nothing to do with Star Wars until the first episode of Kenobi comes out, and then it's gonna be like. Bah. Okay, so you know what? Let's table this question, okay. and I'll ask. After the first episode. I mean, yeah. I mean, don't tell us now. Because, uh, yeah, if you don't want to see it, if you're like, eh, I don't really care. Star Wars is uh, Star Wars is yesterday's news. Because, like, so this is the first show I'm probably going to go out on my way to watch. But to be fair, The Mandalorian and um, Book of Boba Fett, you know, you had, like, sort of convinced me to go watch it. And I didn't even finish did. uh, uh, The Book of Boba Fett. You didn't, right? You didn't watch it. I did finish Mandalorian, though, which was cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, here's the cool thing. You don't need to watch those shows to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi. All you really need to watch, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch episode three just before it comes out. I'm going to rewatch it. I'm not going to watch episodes one and two. I don't need to see them again. I've seen them many times, but I am going to watch episode three. And I'm going to pay very close attention to all of the relationships happening there in that episode, because it's going to immediately translate. Oh, you're talking uh, about the third movie. Yeah, yeah, oh, Star Wars I, 3, I episode three. For some reason, I thought you were like, come on, you're going to watch episode three first? And I'm like, why would you do that? Oh, of, of the Kenobi series. Yeah, Sorry. So you're talking about the movies, my bad. Yeah, so watch Star Wars, yeah, and it's... Star Wars episode three, whatever it's called. Episode three, which yeah. is... Re- Revenge of the something. Is it Revenge of the Sith? I think no. it might be. Well, you got... You got uh, Oh my god! We have to. Oh my god! I can't believe it. I just I just drew a blank. So, attack! Uh, you got the attack, attack of the clones, of the clones right? is the first one, right? It's the second one. Second one. The Phantom Menace is the first one. Attack of the Clones is the second one, and then the third one is. You're typing it up. It's cool. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith. That was right. Revenge of the Sith. And I okay. guessed that. Yeah. Oh wow! You guessed. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, you need to watch. That last movie because it takes place essentially after it and um and not right after it as you can see luke skywalker is a baby at the end of the third movie and we see him in the preview as being um well i don't know what is he like six years old he's like yeah he's like a child yeah so it's been like it's been like six or seven years or something right right but we're gonna get to see the interaction with uncle owen we're gonna get to see the grand inquisitor we're gonna get you know, lightsaber battles with uh, Darth Vader and Obi Wan again. Ah, just can't wait! Can't wait. Yeah, I want to see uh, some of the new uh, Jedi's, and, I, and here, this is what's going to sell me on this show. And I want to be very, very, very freaking clear: if they do not use the Star Wars soundtrack for this show, I'm going to be so upset because so far. They have not used the classic, epic, timeless 
a Star Wars, uh, you know, soundtrack for anything, for anything. Like, what yeah. are you doing? And me- remember that. Remember that scene of Luke, you know, Luke walking through. Man, you you pair that to the Jedi theme song, and it's like goosebumps. But without right. it, it's like, oh, it's cool. You got it. You have to have like yeah. imagine Avengers without the Avengers theme song. You know, I get you. Now John Williams is involved. <clears throat> He's making the music for this. So I'm not sure why they're not. Uh, we, is there some sort of reason why only the movies get the treatment? Uh, maybe it'll happen here because we're talking about the main characters again, as opposed to side characters. You know, the Mandalorian and and Boba Fett, they're they're not really main characters in the Star Wars story. Right, but, but when, here Luke, you have but when, but when Darth Luke Vader. saved them, it, they should have been playing Luke's theme songs. I guess so. I guess you're right. I mean... so. There has to be a re- I, that is a good question. If I get a chance to ask somebody, that's what I'm going to ask them. Why didn't they play the the, the classic Luke music? You know, yeah, when call, you saw call John Favreau up on the, you know after the show and be like, yeah, I'll just call him. What happened? What happened? Yeah, he, he, you got this epic like, scene. Hey, uh, it's happy. That's what he'll say. Yeah, this epic scene, this perfect setup. You know, all his laws. You start you start seeing this this mm. character with the, the X wing. Oh man, and you see, and then you see that green lights there. How in the world is right then you don't hear? You know, how do you not hear the music right then? Like, I mean, that's what we need to know. Maybe he couldn't play it. Maybe they're saving it for the movies. I heard that somewhere before. Yeah, I know what though. Go ahead. I just don't think think there's going to be new new movies for a long time because they're getting they're getting way more out of the TV shows than they are movies. That's true. Um, so one of the links that, that here, you can see this is an Obi-Wan Kenobi exclusive official featurette. It's pretty short mm-hmm. and it's actually pretty cool. I don't know if we can play it for everybody right now. I mean, sure. Why not? It's an IGN thing. So, well, I think they just, they just jacked it. Somewhere. <laughs> Did yeah. they jack it? Yeah. So whenever you see like, like a web player and it's not like YouTube or Vimeo, that means that like, they don't care about the copyright. Mm. The first time I got to. <clears throat> well, I don't think there's a copy right here. Pretty blown probably. away. Oh, okay. Then let's, let's turn it up then. Let's huh? play. Yeah, it's only a couple minutes. Let's let everybody hear. Alec Guinness as Obi Wan Kenobi did some of the most amazing work. I can't hear it. To play him as a younger man. Oh, you can't hear it. I was really else? excited about Everyone it. Everyone else can hear it. I'm sorry. I guess I, did, I forgot. The to first it big up. experience okay. for me was going to the studio where we shot episode one. The props master brought up a big chest. He does look really good. He looked good. me in the eye and he opened he it does. up. Yeah. Oh, those and lightsabers. And I got to choose Obi Wan Kenobi's lightsaber. You got to pick this Obi-Wan. is my favorite. So rad. So that was a moment I'll never forget. <laughs> the first lightsaber work we did was when we fight Darth Maul. That was an amazing thing to be part of. It was incredibly intricate. We were just going so fast. Action! It's quite unlike any other filmmaking I've done. He looks so good. He does look so good. It was a special moment. The wonder of Star Wars and the excitement of playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's really quite something. Yeah. It's similar, though. Right there. Someone tell me. Ah, oh, god damn. Right then, right there. When they finish it, it's like ding. Why didn't it be like ding? 
dun, dun, you know, whatever. Oh, I mean, they have to when they show Darth Vader, they've got to, right? I mean, oh, I'm sorry, the Jedi one, but but like right there, they 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 ended it with ring. They were like, dun, dun. they should have finished it with that little melody right at the end, man. Like button it, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Here's the deal. When we eventually do another Star uh, Star Wars Prime video, which we will eventually, yeah. I guarantee you, you'll hear the Star Wars music. And I don't even own it. <laughs> and it's going to take me so much effort. It's going to take considerable effort on my part as the as the as the composer to remake something that sounds similar enough to where I feel it works that won't get taken taken down by YouTube. But I will do it. Because that's the right way to do it. Well, you know, the reason they brought John Williams in, apparently, is they wanted Obi-Wan to have his own comp- composition, mm. have his own music, uh, theme song. And they wanted John to do it. John's old. All right. So so, so Darth Vader, when they show Darth Vader, I better hear the <clears throat> Imperial March at some point. You have to. You have to. Like, it's a waste of opportunity if you don't. I mean, I wonder, it would be funny if, like, George Lucas said, yeah, I'm not selling you the, the music. <laughs> they told Disney, "You don't own the music. You they, can't use it." Um, they paid four point five billion, but uh, it was an extra billion for the music, so they didn't, they didn't pony it up, which is why right, you never right. hear it anymore. Yeah, and he's like, uh, <clears throat> "Yeah, I'll use it. You can use it in the movies, but not not for the TV shows." Well, no, you can fun. use it in the movies that uh, that already exist, uh, as long as you're using the existing characters. Uh, but and new characters need their own music. Sorry, not yeah, and only if you have Jar Jar Binks in every movie. Yeah. going forward that's the rule you can use all the music but jar jar bing's <laughs> got to be in the movie they're like oh forget about it you know you know though disney uh if that was one of the rules mm-hmm. um disney would have found some way to make jar jar bing's cool enough to merchandise for sure i'm sure absolutely there would have been if, new- if it hadn't been a total and complete failure yeah yeah there would have been jar jar bing's plushies and which is arguably like it's a problematic character right yes 100%. okay all right Obi Wan Kenobi, oh, eight days, bro. Eight, eight days. days. I know you're. What are you excited about more, Obi Wan Kenobi or the Orville? Oh, the Orville, hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, same. Here. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I want to see Obi Wan Kenobi. I want to see that story, but I've been waiting three years for the Orville. Yeah, the oh, or- you know what though? To think about it, I've been, been waiting, waiting even longer for Kenobi. You've been waiting longer for Kenobi, bro. Because Kenobi mm. was your favorite character from the prequels. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite character was Natalie Portman. Oh, come on. Come Giggity. on, what were you? You must have been, well, how old were you? Old enough. You must have been like 20. Old enough, guarantee it. You know who wasn't old enough? Were you jealous when that little six-year-old yeah. was like getting yeah. the looks? That's who wasn't old enough. <laughs> Anakin was not old enough to be, to, be, to be spitting game to a clearly like 18-year-old Natalie Portman. That, <laughs> right. that was like... That was I remember the first thing I thought watching that first movie. And remember I was I was a huge Star Wars fan when the before, when the prequels came out. It's like the, like I have the original videotapes, I have like multiple versions. Massive Star Wars fan. When the prequels came out, my first thought when seeing Anakin Skywalker and Nellie Portman was how does that add up? How does that how does that work? Like is no one else concerned that the adult is going to date a child? Is that no one has a problem with this? What, like re- reverse those what roles? Happened? What if it was Obi Wan and a seven-year-old girl? That would be a problem, right? Oh, but it's fine when it's 
Natalie Portman and a seven-year-old boy, no one's complaining. Like, Yo, bro, you got game. Well, it's not like she jumped his bones or something there. I mean, he, she did wait until he was older. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then what, she even had to be convinced in the second movie. But you know what You know what that's called, right? That's called grooming. I, I, listen, the whole weird grooming thing going I'm around. I'm just saying. I don't even understand she it. Was what does adult, that mean? He was a what child. What does that mean? She, 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 she hmm. raised him. You know, she, not raised him. She uh, trained him to be, uh, you know, her lover. That's wrong. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I, I missed this training, apparently. <laughs> oh, and one more thing. We just thing. knew. We just knew. One more thing I had a major problem with. Uh, Mace Windu. I love, Ooh. I love uh, Samuel <laughs> Jackson. And I love that he was in the movies. And I love that he got a purple lightsaber. Oh, it's so cool. How in the world are you going to kill that character off so quickly? And at no point do we even hear like the hint of a mother. No. I Well, I didn't want that. I wouldn't want that. That's not how it works. We got it in that's Avengers. Huh? We, got, we got it in Avengers, remember? No, that's okay. It's different. It's pr- present day. Star Wars isn't about cursing. Okay, it's fine. But you know what? They killed them off way too fast. I don't know. I was always kind of weirded out by it. I mean, I thought it was cool, but... Purple lightsaber was so he, awesome. He, he's, he had his time, and that's all we needed. He got he got very little time, to be fair. What, what else was he going to do? Like... Like he, we need to, we need to see, like see him actually like kicking butt with that sweet purple lightsaber. I mean, he fought. Uh, he did fight with it. And he fought like such a small, like very little amount. And he went out really quickly. Like he's supposed to be like the master <laughs> Jedi man. Like, although it was cool seeing Yoda like flip around and all that. Oh, the Yoda was the best. But I didn't like that he came in with a cane and then started flipping around. If it's a young, Why? If, it's a, if it's a younger Yoda, you don't, he doesn't need the cane. Maybe he still needs it. All right. But that was the throw off. Like, I, I was okay with that because that was like, you weren't expecting that because Yoda that's was true. already old. You got to remember, it was not a young, young, that was not a young Yoda. That's yeah, true. He did look cool. And you know what? He looked way better in episode three than he looked mm-hmm. in um, uh, episode eight, whatever it was called, Revenge, Return, whatever that stupid movie. Oh, was called. Yeah, the, the later movies. Yeah, dude, I remember looking at Yoda then, thinking, "Oh, it's cool looking, cool graphics," and then seeing him again when you know Luke is burning his house down. He's like, looks like a mentally challenged puppet. You know, I was like, "God, it's ruining my child." You know what? Yeah, this deserves this. Ready? These things are ruining my childhood. They're taking every. There you go. Yeah. Thank you, Will. Yeah. Yeah. Yoda was super old, man. Yeah. Yeah, clearly. Okay, man. What's what's next, bro? Yeah. So just stay tuned for that, I guess. Oh, uh, let's see. We got some comments over here. Oh, Kenneth has something too. Let me get Kenneth first real quick. Go ahead. Um, They killed him off in the last movie facing Palpatine and Anakin. Yes. I mean, he's facing baddies, big baddies. It was okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, it kind of all says, how can I see the Orville without high, sailing in the high seas? I will not get it in Disney Plus. Well, then you won't see the Orville, dude. You either got yeah. to either get Disney Plus or sail the high seas. Or come back and watch the reviews because we're going to show a lot of it anyways. I mean. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, atheist for the cause. How is a feature different from a featurette? Really, actually, really great question. A featurette is a short feature. 
So, so would that make me? So, wait, how does that work? A feature is longer than a featurette. Yeah, featurette but, is... but isn't a feature like a movie? <clears throat> a feature could be movie, yeah. Something that's longer in length. So would you call our podcast Prime videos featurettes? No. I guess they would be... I mean, it depends on how short it is. Like, if is it a documentary or like a mini doc? See, we wouldn't call it a featurette. Yeah, we call it mini docs, but like... I don't even know if that's a real term. I mean, a featurette is usually like a few minutes, pretty short, nice. less than ten minutes. So, and so it's not a trailer, but it has it has probably has more substance than a trailer would have, right? Yeah. All right. Like like that thing we watched with Obi Wan was was a little featurette. Right, little featurette. All right, all right, all right. So, um, oh, any more comments over here you want to hit up? Let's it's a see. Long time uh, ago, in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> hey, do it, do it in your voice, Shane. Do what? Say that? Say it a long time. Do it in the, in the prime voice. Um. Okay, okay. A long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. <laughs> Love that. Uh, it's, so it's like, oh, here's the dork night. So it's like when 13-year-old girls used to get married in medieval times. LOL. <laughs> About Natalie Portman and uh, that. I thing. mean, yeah, that was uh, obviously problematic. Yeah. But but wasn't that but isn't Star Wars no nope, no nope. Star Wars is a galaxy far far away a long long time ago so maybe maybe technically that's like medieval times in that galaxy I don't know okay all right oh so uh, sorry uh, Dork Knight your mom did leave because Brian started talking about genitalia just that's that's probably that's why. not why yeah I'm sure you know, you've been talking about bro I do the salty nerd nerd podcast and half that show is genitalia. <laughs> Right, Dork Knight, back me up. Sorry, here, salty nerds. Salt, sorry. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not knocking it. I enjoy it too. Not enjoy. The I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If I was a mom, I probably wouldn't want to hear that. I'm just saying. Wait, what are you talking about? If I'm a mom, I don't want to hear about that. What talk about? I don't want to talk- hear about people's junk. When was I talking about junk? You don't remember talking about your junk and Jason's junk? Oh, uh, the top of the show. Yeah, but she was, top she, of the show. she was she was she was was here way after that. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. It's no, funny. no, yeah. I don't want. I don't want to offend it, anybody. But it is so. true. Well, you don't you don't want to offend anybody. You don't talk about how big your thing oh is. Oh my god, we're still talking about this. Okay, I'm sorry. Good. Um, hold she's on. heard way worse, bro. Okay, yeah, I know. Sorry. Yeah, I tried I'm, to defend your mom again. Fortnite. Yeah, dude, I tried. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I she, she, she comes to the salty nerd show, and it's way worse over there. Like, we're we're yeah. tame. We're tame. What you're saying is like, you're like she's actually saying really bad things too, right? That's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> um, oh wait, Hiroshi loves you. When Anakin told her. How he just slaughtered all the sand people like animals, including the children, and later she married him. Well said, Hiroshi. Yeah. That's how he manned up, Brian. That's how he went from being a six-year-old to a man. He killed children and he killed animals. Wait, wait, wait. That that scene <laughs> still gets me. I laugh. I know you're not supposed to laugh. I laugh so hard though. Uh when when he comes into the um Jedi Temple and he's like, He's like, Master, Master Anakin, Master Anakin, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) 
Bang. <laughs> and then I saw that, uh, I saw a meme. You know the meme where it's like, um, um, it shows Anakin saying something to Padme, and then Padme goes, but you didn't do that, right? And it shows him smiling. You didn't do that, right? <laughs> I saw that one with, with her, with, with them, them two, all the kids. Yeah, that was messed up. And it was another one that was like, how many, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, he was talking to, there was a meme where he was talking to um, Obi-Wan, and they're like, uh, if you only have uh, five chairs and, I mean, if you have five children and three chairs, uh, how many more chairs do you need? And she goes, that's easy. You kill two children. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, he must have been like, why, why, why is he killing the younglings? Like of all the things to do. I mean, but I got to tell you, you had to make Darth Vader a bad guy, right? You kind of did. Right. And so there was really the, I mean, I know people make joke about it, but I, I guess it kind of had to happen. Right. Uh Atheist for the Cause, are you guys going into the danger zone May 27th? The danger zone. You know, we were trying to go into the danger zone actually on May 24th. But Brian and I could not both get good seats. He's talking about Top Gun too. Yeah, I, I recall. Uh, yeah. So yeah, unfortunately I didn't want to sit in the first row guys. I just didn't, I didn't want to sit right up against the, cause what, what did I say? I think I said, it's like being punched in the face by a rainbow. Yeah. Like yeah. That's that, which was hilarious. That's a super accurate description of that. <laughs> it's that's terrible. It's I've terrible sat in the experience. first row and I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> just the it's colors, terrible. lots of colors. No, you know, yeah, we had a chance to actually see it early but in order to do so, we would have to sit in the front row, and so we decided not to. Yeah, so we are going to go see it, and we're going to talk about it. And I'm very excited for it, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, I was a teenager when the first Top Gun came out, so it's going to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we going to do? Die. <laughs> that's so wrong there's something so funny about him killing all the the young things it's not funny at all there's nothing funny about it but we're laughing at it because there's something wrong with us i don't know and they're called younglings which is even more they're even called younglings which is just wrong anakin where are the younglings i don't know (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Oh man! <laughs> I was trying to see if we had the the gift membership thing yet, so we can give some memberships away. But I can't find it, dude. We'll do it next week. We'll do it next week. Uh, maybe we don't even know if we're gonna get it next week. We get, uh, dude. When we get it, we're gonna give away a membership. You guys don't know this, but YouTube, we always get everything so slow. Like, well, we you, you we hit the twenty thousand mark at some point. We're like. Oh, we can finally do community posts. Remember that? We're like, yeah. Technically, we should have been able to because all of our friends that had that number had it. But we waited like, what, four months before it popped up? Same with Super Thanks, Super Chats. Like, everything took a long time. That's true. Okay. So, uh, last, a couple last things before we end up. I know we're going to move to the member section here pretty soon. Yeah. That's where I was um, trying to get the membership done. Go ahead. So, a couple things I just want to tell you guys. First off, make sure if you guys. 
want to try liquid IV, you go down and click on the link below. Oh. You get 25% off your order when you put in coupon code the popcast into their little link. Or I think if you just click on it and buy it, you don't even got to put our name in. Um, but 25% off is cool. It's great. Wonderful tasting. Please go get it. Uh, the other thing I want to tell you guys is if you want a chance at a $50 uh, gift card um, to, to buy whatever you want on mixtees.com, put the date you think we're going to hit 100,000 subscribers on the Popcast Prime channel, the Popcast channel. Uh, we're at 96,400 right now. We hit 90,000 March 25th. So if that gives you an idea of when we might hit it, you get two days either side. So if you pick June 10th, you got June 8th through June 12th. Whoever gets it could be multiple winners. We're going to give $50 gift cards. Put it in the comment section below, not in the chat, though. Yeah, and uh, just so you know, uh, the first link in the description is going to take you to the members video, which is where we're going now. That's also the channel that he's referring to, in case you didn't know. Yes, the members channel. You can also go to popcast.co slash join, and it will forward you forward you to that channel in the members section. All right. Um, Archmage Frey, Liquid IV could have solved the vitamin deficiency in Star- Strange New World. <laughs> <laughs> All they needed was some Liquid IV, bro. What? What? What happened? Way to way to pimp that Liquid IV, baby. Yeah, hell of beautiful. The comments aren't there. You're right, Danny. So we'll just after the video ends. I guess if you're watching live, you can't really put it in there. You know, send us an email. We'll, we'll we got you. Okay. All right. That's it. Listen, uh, that's how you get there. Come on to the members section. The water's warm. I know some of you want to be there, but you can't yet. Hopefully when we get uh, the membership gift thing going, we can start giving them away. But until we do, uh, in order for you to get into the members section, you're going to have to come and be a member. It's very cheap. It's less than a cup of coffee and you support the show. Um, Legitimately, the, the reason we're making three videos a week right now is because members. We we made we made a decision when members was activated. We said, you know, when we get to a certain membership count, we're gonna make more videos. And you know, as much as I love members coming, I'm worried about that next milestone because I don't know if I can do four videos in a week. <laughs> I, you know, it's gonna be hard. I mean, right now we're doing three, and it feels like it's all we're doing. Plus, we're doing that. Plus, we're doing the live show. Plus, we're doing everything yeah. else we're doing. So. But we love it. So come on over. Yes. Okay, you guys. Again, the link is in the description, or you can go to podcast.co. You know what? And just in case, I always remember that, and I won't use the description. You can get it here, guys. It's in the chat. Come on over to the live show. That is where we're going to finish up. Um, well, I didn't finish up. Like, there's still like, uh, we're going to talk about Amber Heard. Yep. And her and her, uh, her, poo-poo, her poo-poo problem with the DC universe. <laughs> her poo-poo problem. It's nothing to do with poop. It's no, nothing to do with poop. I, I, I did work really good, like, like, uh, Amber Heard just pooed her way out of the DC universe. You did. You did, yes. That was, that was pretty good. Uh, we're talking about the Boys Season 3 trailer and how sick it is. And then literally 180. Just go right to the antithesis of that and talk about She-Hulk and how absolutely horrible it is. Again, link is in the chat. It's also on the screen. And now, I bid you adieu. Adieu. See you guys next week. If you don't come over. Hey, one second, bro. I'm gonna. I, put, I'm putting I, you on screen here, okay? Oh, nice. I get. To, I get. To, I get to yeah. be. I can't actually control any of the uh, graphics and stuff. Occasionally, I got to tell you guys. Sometimes I'm jealous because I don't get to actually like control things. Like, like I want to come in one day and just be like, 
All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be doing this, and I've never got to do that. Brian has never once let me do that. Can you believe that? All the years we've been doing this together, I've never got to do it. Let's see who's over here in the chat. The Dork Knight. I'm one of the cool kids now. <laughs> yes, you are cool. You are cool. Uh, and there's Ken. In the, Good to see you, Ken. Nice. Hold, on, hold on. I got to defend myself here right now. I'm what, sorry. What, what, what? I, you what, knew I had I to take you that were phone gone. call. And you were going to like, I heard you like, Brian never lets me. What, you, what, what, I, what was he saying right now? I, I thought you were not available. Oh, jeez. <laughs> He's still. Okay, guys, don't tell him I was complaining. Okay. Let's see. Archmage Freight Party over here. Yeah. Hiroshi loves you already here. Hi, everyone. Love that cute emoji. Um, Norman Buckwald. He's up here talking about all kinds of goody stuff. If you're still here, Norman, good to see you. And I know it's it's funny because we have the, the live show in the member section, and I wish I could see both at the same time. So Brian usually monitors uh, the members, and I'm monitoring the live show. So good to see you guys. <clears throat> what about the Umbrella Academy trailer? I, you know, I... I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this, but I have not seen the Umbrella Academy. Is that something I should be watching? Should we be watching that, Archmage? Let us know. Let's see. If you guys haven't gone out, if you guys haven't gone out to, uh, of course, you've been watching this show, but after the show's over, go over and watch. If you're a Stargate fan, the, uh, the AI2 event is coming out this weekend. And there's going to be uh, the original Stargate SG-1 actors are going to be um, doing a table read. And it's something that you guys can watch um, over at the Companion. So we got a whole video about it that talks about how that connects to, um, you know, possibly why that would make it better for Amazon to be able to do a new series and how it kind of brings everybody together. So go check out that afterwards. Yeah, uh, it's right. Mm -hmm. By the way, guys, it's right right i'm sorry i'm back oh like okay fifteen hundred thousand calls this one come check out this video right here so this is what the thumbnail looks like boom 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 and it's a good video yeah so but it's I'm, the first I'm time that he's it's like the first time in in like almost a decade that he's like reprised his character that richard dean anderson has done jack o'neill yeah <clears throat> that's true so did you hear what i was complaining about Something about you can't like start the show or something. Like I, I, well, what I did was is like when you left, I like did a show start. I'm like, guys, I never get to do this, so I'm oh. like, welcome to the popcast. And I was like, you know, because Brian has never let me do it in all these years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's not entirely true, but you know, whatever. It's fine. Wait, when when have I done it? Whatever, bro. Okay, man. Uh, so yeah, and Umbrella Archmage Umbrella Academy. I saw that trailer, and that looks really good too. Although, how do they deal with the fact that the the main character is not the same gender anymore? How are they going to deal with that? Like El, uh, El Elliot Page, what, what what's what's his, what's that guy person's name? It was like Doctor Who? No, 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 no. Like in real life, she um her name her name her name was. I don't even know. Like, you know what the crazy thing? I can't even look up what her what her name used to be. No, I, I it's, it's all just the new new identity. So the the main character was Ellen Page. Was it Ellen Page? Whatever. Main character was this person. 
um, right here. And she transitioned to Elliot Page. And now she looks like that. And and my thing is, how do they how do they possibly pull that off with her character? I don't Fortnite says he hears they're changing the sex of the character. Just with no with no explanation in, in, in universe? I don't know. I mean, what would you prefer as a fan of the Umbrella Academy? Would you like them to explain it or would you like to just carry on? Um It's so jarring. Like, if you don't know what's going on in pop culture and you're just watching TV and all of a sudden it's a completely different character and not even the same, like, completely different, like, I would be confused. And that, that, would, that, would, make it, that would make it hard for me to watch because I'd be, all right, well, I would have to go, re- I would have to stop, go research, wh- where's this new character at, you know? I don't right. Know. Or maybe, maybe uh, well, it's the same character. So I don't think they're changing the character. I'm just saying the character will change gender. She looks drastically different. <clears throat> drastically like she looks like a man like i'm sorry he looks like a man i can't figure this out right well i mean there's no way to really explain it i mean i mean i guess you could have one of the other characters be like well it looks like you went through a lot over the summer (laughs) (laughs) one of those throwaway lines like yeah one of those like you know oh well what's your name now oh okay cool 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 Or be be like, oh, so it's Elliot now or whatever. I don't know what the character's name. Is. Uh, the character's name in the, in the, uh, mm. the members tell. What was it? What was that person's name in the show? It was. I think it was a, clearly like a female name. Oh, I see. What you, uh, Dort Knight says they're an actor. Act like a girl. That's kind of funny. Like, yeah, you could just act like your previous gender. I guess. Yeah, her name was Vanya Har- Hargraves. Yeah, I guess you could just act like your previous gender. That's your job. You're an actor. You be in, yeah. You just continue being a female character. Is that is that offensive to them? You think? Probably. Like, is that offensive to say, like, just act? Because like, you. Have, I don't no, think it's offensive to say it. I think it's offensive to suggest. Well, maybe they would find offense to it. Mm. It seems like anything. You know. Sometimes acting doesn't seem to be about acting anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it no. Seems it, to be, an extension of the real person. Yeah, I keep hearing that too. Like, uh, 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 we made this movie, but like, uh, there was no uh, uh, Lebanese uh, trans actors, and this character is playing a Lebanese trans uh, character. I'm like, yeah, and it's an actor. They're they're right. playing a role. Yeah, there's some sort of offense to it. It's like it's taking work away, I guess, from you know, like if somebody plays a transgender person as an actor, then you're taking away from an transgender actor who could be playing that role i guess yeah yeah here's the flip side of that um so funny you know the guy that plays uh uh the the little guy in game of thrones as uh, something lannister oh, my oh God. Ty- Tyrion? Ty- Tyrion lannister the guy that plays Tyrion lannister when they announced snow white and the seven dwarves uh live action yeah peter dinklage yeah peter dinklage they had this whole casting Right, and they announced the casting. The character who was not remotely white. It was a it was a, a Hispanic chick, and then so it was a Hispanic woman, and a girl, and a bunch of dwarves. And they announced it. And they had a picture and everything. And Pierney was like, "It's so offensive that you know uh, you feel the need to use dwarves." And Disney, not wanting to get canceled, 
change the idea and 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 can the dwarves? In my mind, dude, how many acting roles are they gonna get? True. Hey, Peter, you made it, bro. You can do whatever you want. But these are yeah. the. This was their big break, and you just virtue oh, signaled them out of a job. One hundred percent true. That is such a good point. I mean. Rough. Now, with, with, now, were they talking about dwarves? It's so kind of funny because dwarvism as a disease uh, or genetic condition is different than the dwarves that they're talking about in Snow White. Right, because they're like, yeah, because they're they're dwarves like the the mythical character, like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, like, so, but it's what a great what a great you know mythical uh, character. That will give jobs to people that also happen to suffer from dwarfism that want to be actors. Right, that's true. And you virtue signaled Disney into canceling the dwarves out of the movie. And now those seven actors who thought they were getting their big break no longer have jobs. Oh, my yeah. God. I, I bet he's bad. popular at the uh, I bet he's popular at the social events. <laughs> he goes, oh, hey, Peter. You, bro. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that Kevin, boo man boo Ke- i saw just, you an elf kevin's just I mad because i'm three inches taller than he is <laughs> um although i love him in game of thrones man. he is a phenomenal actor like for real yeah he's a phenomenal actor dork, dork knight says little people are waiting for the willow that willow series oh yeah, i'm waiting are. for the willow series everyone's waiting for the willow series oh i can't Come wait in, in in the movie didn't they have like like 600 little people? Like a lot, Not right? Many. No, oh, the main it character. It was a whole village of little people. That's right, yeah, yeah. Like but all, the main character was a little person. Yeah, yeah, the main character was a little person, but he lived in a village. Is that the appropriate term to use still? Is I don't know. I don't, what do you use then? Oh, I don't man, know. you're going to make me look this up. No, nah, it's all right. I mean, we don't have to figure it out right now. If you guys know what the appropriate term we're supposed to use for people with dwarvism, let us know. I don't think you can say dwarfs, though. I didn't say dwarf. I said dwarfism, which is the name of the clinical term that they have. Uh, oh, hey, oh sure. no, no, no. Yeah, little person is wrong. Dwarf is wrong. The new or mo- most current twar- t- uh, term is person, person of short stature. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. No, it doesn't say that. No, this is on the Washington.edu website and explaining, like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to say person of what I can't remember what it was. What was it? Additional information is available at little people of America's website. So the organization that's saying that's telling you not to use the term little people, they're called the little people of America organization. (laughs) Jesus. So the official term is person of short stature, Person, person of short stature. So if I say, Hey, look at that person of short stature over there. Is that, I guess that's what you're supposed to say. I don't know. See what I would see. I would, this this is why I never get in trouble. I always treat him like a normal person. Yeah, because I, I never get in trouble because the, the the way I would deal with it, what I would be, I would make jokes. I'd be like, I was like, check out that short king. What's up, bro? And they would like me because I called him a king. That's mm. how I would get away with that. Um, but yeah, according, this is what it says on the website. Um, many people who experience dwarfism prefer the term little person, but according to the Little People of America. Dwarfism is a medical or gen- or genetic condition that results in blah, 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 blah. Unless the person's physical stature is relevant in a conversation, simply use the person's name 
or to will refer to said person as person of short stature. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess if you're going to need to identify somebody, I mean, you just want to use his name, ideally. You'd be like, hey, John over there, yeah. right, as opposed to, the cops you know, like, John. The, hey, man, the who robbed you? Um, so uh, I think his name was John. Okay, can you describe him? Oh, sure. Um, so he was a little short, like if he was a person of short stature. Okay, how about you say five, five? Like you know, it's just like short, short stature. Keep going, keep going. And, um, I would say his skin was like maybe lighter than average, and like you can never, you can <laughs> never. I mean, like what is lighter than average? You know? Yeah, yeah, it's like. Oh man, like there's no way to. He was an Ewok. That's it. That's it. He was an Ewok. <laughs> he was an Ewok. I was like, you just described an Ewok. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, didn't say he had a lot of hair. It's 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 like a Ewok, but like imagine Ewok, but hairless. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not carrying a spear. Right. No, no spear. No spear. Um, instead, he had a. Uh, a seven plus one uh, desert eagle, and he took everything I own. So, desert <laughs> eagle, I can identify that. All, All right. right. <laughs> Where does conversation go to? Bro? I don't even know how we got here. How do we get? Know. Oh, Peter Dinklage. That's what. Oh, it Peter Dinklage, great actor though, man. I've been rewatching Game of Thrones. God, that guy is such a stud. For yeah, real, he's great. He is a great actor. Yeah, and the best character in that show, hands down. Is my boy, and I can I can't pronounce his name. I put it on Twitter. Is the guy with the red hair and the red beard? The guy's awesome. The wildling. Oh, mm. um, yeah. So here's the here's how you watch Game of Thrones. Ready? You watch Org. everything up until the last four episodes, and then stop watching the TV show, and then just read the books after that. Well, and what's funny is you can't. I mean, basically, the books don't even get you to the last seasons. So. Right. But just just avoid the last four episodes. That's. If you want to enjoy it, like it's a great show. If you totally avoid the last four episodes of the show, mm. you're fine. Okay, let's talk about uh, Amber Heard. Dun, dun, dun. Let, me, let me introduce it properly. <clears throat> we are talking about Amber Heard and how she poo-pooed her way out of a lucrative <laughs> DC Universe contract because she has been officially released from the film aquaman 2 does that mean that she already finished her contract or are they replacing her character i guess we'll have to wait and see shane yeah what's happening well apparently and of course the whole world's been following this dramatic amber heard johnny depp thing uh but apparently according to uh, cosmic book news uh, amber heard was released from dc aquaman 2 contract so in testimony at the at the Johnny Depp trial, Amber Heard revealed that she no longer has a DC contract, which uh, follows recent news about a scene that's been cut. Um, during the testimony given recently, Amber Heard revealed that she had been released from her Aquaman 2 contract. She said, they released me from my contract and I fought to stay in it, Heard said. Uh, that's not all. She's also said that she's not even sure how much she's going to be in Aquaman 2. Uh, she said, they did keep me in it. I just don't know how much uh, I'm in it for the final cut, she said. So it looks as if she's actually being actively cut out of the script in any place that she can be. Um, can you explain a little bit more why this happened, you think, Brian? 
Yeah. So first off, um, as a fan of Aquaman and uh, a fan of uh, attractive women, uh, that's a bummer because she's gorgeous and she's good in that role, and it was a fun movie. However, as a uh, as a non fan of uh, garbage human beings, um, I'm very torn because she's also a garbage human being. Mm. Basically, uh, she assaulted Johnny Depp a bunch. I'm, I'm just gonna break it down real quick. She's a horrible person, and he's not so great a person either. But she's a worse person. She assaulted him on multiple occasions. She drew blood. She caused bruises. She basically abused Johnny Depp for years. And the second it got, the second he tried to, you know, pretty much cut it off, you know, she got gnarly. She tried to meet to him and she tried to accuse him of domestic violence, but she did it via a uh, variety article. And she didn't say who it was. That that were you know who who had how she had been a victim of, of domestic violence and who it was, but she had literally only been <laughs> with Johnny Depp, so the conclusion yeah. was drawn. He was canceled temp- at least temporarily, and he was fired from a very lucrative uh, position as Captain Jack Sparrow uh, of the pirate movies. Yes, he was told not he was not going to be in the next movie. You're right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he deciding that he just lost. Uh, not only did he pay her when they divorced a ridiculous sum of money, now she has messed with his uh, a ridiculous sum of money as far as his ability to be in movies. So he t- so she- so he took her to court, and this was that's what's happening right now. Yeah, I mean, and it just goes to show that when you're when your co-star, I guess, when Jason Momoa starts following Johnny Depp after they're done, you know, right. and shows gives his support to Johnny Depp, it just. It's just if you're Amber Heard, it's not a good, not a good signal. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and listen, everything I'm saying is based on, on you know I've seen some of the trial and what I've read, but I gotta say also like everybody, pretty much everyone around her, in her general vicinity, is taking uh, Johnny Depp's side, and pretty much reporting that she's just a nasty person. You know that doesn't when when. When accusations are even remotely legitimate, uh, legitimate, like remotely possible that this person is a violent uh, to to women or to his wife or his girlfriend, when when those al- accusations are even a little bit possible, right? You can see, you know, maybe oh, I can see it. That person is canceled, and their friends, no matter how much they like them, usually step out of the way, and they 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 cut them off. But in this yeah. case, pretty much everybody has done the latter. They've 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 cut off Amber Heard and they've taken publicly taken Johnny uh, Depp's side. So that makes me believe, um, not knowing these people, that uh, while he might be a drunk and he might be a, an entitled, you know, uh, douchebag in that way, I do not think that he was violent. And apparently, everyone around him likes the guy. Literally, everyone likes yeah. the guy. Well, so, and, and, you know, some of the members in the, in the comment section are saying that she also got him booted from Harry Potter as well. So Harry Potter so, and Pirates. Wow. Yeah. So he, he lost both of those. But, you know, the interesting thing, I think, you know, it tells everything. I, it's been a big joke. The whole poop thing 
I know has been a huge joke. And it's been something we've talked about. Everybody's talked about from the beginning, how she took a big dump in his bed where he sleeps. And, but I got to be honest with you. If you just, if you just boil it down to like that one thing, like the fact that she did in fact get up on the bed and take a dump where he sleeps when he wasn't there, it just shows really what kind of person she is. Period. I would rather, I would rather get my finger cut off than to wake up to poop in my bed. Well, he wasn't there. It was, he was completely gone and it wasn't while he was in the bed, but I'm just saying the whole, the, the fact that her mind was thinking, I am so mad at him. I'm going to go take a poop in his bed. I'm going to go poop where he sleeps, you know, instead of being a normal human being and just going to the bathroom and the toilet, you know, the man wasn't even at the house. He wasn't even there. He was like gone. She didn't know the next time she was going to see him. Right. She took a poop in his bed. It just tells you everywhere her, where her brain is. That's yeah. all you really need to know about the whole thing. But everybody's been doing this whole walk by with her, you know, getting her up on everything I see is she's lying. So this and that somebody else calls her out in a lie. Somebody catches her in this constant, constant, constant. I mean, it's just, unfortunately, it's just, <laughs> it's a circus. The whole world's been able to enjoy, but professionally she's done. So. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And right there though, like, again, I couldn't even, I wouldn't even consider uh, pooping in some, in some, pooping anywhere but the toilet, to be honest, unless I am out in the woods and I have no choice. But I couldn't, I wouldn't even consider pooping in someone's bed. If you're like my worst enemy, like I'll fight them. I mean, shoot, I'm, I'll fight them to the death, but I'm not going to poop in their bed. Holy crap. Like what's wrong with so you? weird, man. It's just weird. It's so weird, bro. Yeah. And unfortunately for me, it takes this previously extraordinarily attractive woman in a movie I really enjoyed and it removes it. So personally, I feel like I've lost something too. <laughs> but she probably shouldn't be making movies if there's something that greatly wrong with her. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I love how uh, Jason Moe is like, yo, yo, Johnny Depp, my bro. Hang in there, man. Like, Dude, you just got to have a shoot with, you, with this chick. Like, yeah, exactly. You just got done making out with her at the end of Aquaman 1. Yeah, there's a, apparently there's a couple of – thanks for Atheist for sharing this. There's a couple of petitions out there. Of course, the one to remove Amber Heard from Aquaman 2 is now up to 4.2 million signatures. Oh, my God. Right. And there's another one to get Johnny Depp back into Pirates of the Caribbean uh, six. And then that's approaching a million signatures. Wow. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's one. A, a big thing. The the final nail in the coffin is the fact that, yeah, she ain't working anymore. But, you know, he might not be either because he might be a liability that studios don't mm. want to deal with. It's going to be tough. He's got an uphill battle now that you've when you've been this public about what's going on with you. It's hard. But the, the reality is, though, is that Johnny Depp is a very talented actor. He is. And somebody's going to want him. He just may have to bring down his dollar value. It's just not fair that uh, they... And you know what? And that's why he's, and that's why he's taking her to court, because it's not fair. That's true. Yeah, and he went through this whole thing to clear his name, basically. He's had to... He's, he's been drugged through the mud even more mm-hmm. as a result of all this, because he had to come out... Look, I'm not... He didn't want to be known as the guy who, who was abusing his wife. Right. So you got to do what you got to do. It's just it's tragedy all the way around. Yeah, it is. Well, um, that said, uh, hit subscribe on the way down to the comment section to explain your favorite Amber 
turd story. I would like to hear it. <laughs> Amber turd story. Thank you. It's, it just rhymes so well. She had no idea what she was getting herself into. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, someone whose last name is Heard should never poop in someone's bed. No one should. But, like, if your name rhymes with turd or rhymes with poop or anything, you should just stay away from that altogether. <laughs> what do we got over here in the comments? Uh, let's see. Uh, Disney is still using Johnny Depp's likeness, likeness at Disney parks. FFS. Um, yeah. You know, what's funny is that blew my mind away. The first time I saw, this is after the first couple uh, pirates movies. When I saw that in the pirates of the Caribbean ride, it was basically changed to Donnie, Johnny Depp. That was, that blew my mind away. Yeah. I mean, I was like, that's the, actor johnny depp on this ride now i mean we'd grown up going to disneyland and seeing these things and it was just a cool pirate ride now it was completely redone so i mean to be that level of pop culture phenomenon i mean that dude is like one of the most famous guys in the world yeah you know what's funny is um uh film theory had a great video where they're like more than likely no matter how talented i think you said in the video no matter how talented uh Johnny Depp is more than likely the character he's playing is because not because he's he's always drunk, but more like he more likely he's always dehydrated. And if you look at the character and look at Johnny Depp, because Johnny Depp is a well-known, you know, drinker, you know, the guy is playing this role out in the hot sun. Maybe maybe half that's acting, but half that might just be exactly what the character needs. Good old fashioned dehydration. (laughs) Yeah, I, he, they they told the one thing we got from this whole thing that was I thought was really cool is he told the story about how he got the role of of being him because originally they didn't want him to be in it. They wanted him to play the role a certain way. And he basically um went out and did did the audition and found a way to make it so that they only played Jack Sparrow. He became so popular that they couldn't control how he did his character. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. He tells that story. It's awesome. Uh, Hiroshi Loves You said uh, they had a dog. I hope the dog is well. So just keep the dog away from Brian. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, that's a callback. Look at you. All right. You like that? You. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. I got him every once in a while. Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, she's not a great actress. She's only there because of her looks. Yeah. Fair? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and and I listen. Before all this, this this stuff with Johnny Depp, watching Aquaman one, I was completely fine with that. Let's be clear, <laughs> she's not the main character. I don't need her to be a good actor. I just need her to look the way she looks. That's it. And here's the greatest callback so far: the Dork Knight. And how do you fix dehydration? Liquid IV. Liquid IV. Link That's in right. The description below. And you members, only if you really like Liquid IV, because nobody else is going to see this, you can get twenty five percent off. Go to the go to the link in somewhere. I'm telling you, Liquid IV. I can say this member section. Nobody else is going to see this. I love Liquid IV. Love them to death. It's expensive. It's expensive. So that twenty five percent off is huge. Oh, it's only members now, right? Yeah. He's talking about Gatorade. Well, yeah, yeah, it's true. I was talking about Gatorade. Well, I mean, I hopefully they figured it out. You can't say Gatorade. You can't say Powerade. Yeah, you can't say certain things. That's you know, right. but it does. I got to tell you, this lemon lime stuff tastes to me like just a better version of Gatorade. <laughs> They're like, listen, you can't say Gatorade. You can't say Powerade. You can't say urine. I'm like, whoa, why urine? 
It's just too close. It's just too close. <laughs> All right. Oh, now. look at this. My brother is going to marry next week. Congratulations, Hiroshi. That's awesome. Nice. Very cool. Hopefully Dude, it lasts forever. Hiroshi, Hiroshi has been on this channel for a long time. So has yeah. Atheist. What's that? Atheist been there a long time? These are our, these are our people, brother. Yeah, these are our yeah, people. Always, everyone's been here, yeah. <clears throat> you know, Hiroshi, Hiroshi, you weren't coming in the live streams for a while, though, huh? I think I think I don't think we were we were properly explaining when they were happening. Well, now we're consistent, so it's better. That's just, it's consistency is how you do it. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's check out the boys, dude. All right, we're talking about the boys season three official trailer. I'm gonna say that right. We're talking about the boys because we're doing it for the boys season three, and boy, it looks good. And if you stick around, the next story is going to be about an equally horrible trailer. So, enjoy the good while you got it, because when we get to She-Hulk, it's going to be a rough ride. Woo! Here we go. Just right off the bat, it's like the face. Didn't this guy get in trouble in, like, South America for something weird? You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he's taking on the persona of his character because he's a freak. Yeah, he he is. He got in trouble. Yeah, he he wasn't allowed to travel back to the states for like a week because he got in, he got like in legal trouble, like with the like the criminal trouble down there. I think he's probably really? just too much of a method actor. He's probably like just pissing over the side of a building or something. Anthony Starr, right? This is that's his name. He, I gotta tell you, I can't imagine anybody else being this character but him now. Nobody, he nobody just... can play this role. He's just owned. I don't know if he's ever going to be able to act in anything again after this. Yeah, I mean, he's just so typecast, and he plays him well. He's, frankly speaking, the best actor out there is uh, on the show is is Carl Urban, of Absolutely. course. Absolutely, yeah. But this guy's like right behind him, dude. Imagine though, like <clears throat> ten years from now, you know, the boys is over. This guy's going for a role. His agent's like, "Yes, I got you a job. You got you a good role. Um, you're going to play a cop in the NYPD." He goes, "Oh, right." He goes, "But you're a dirty cop and you kill people." He goes. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and you got crazy looking faces. Like he can never play a hero. He can never play like a like an actual like no protagonist, right? No, it wouldn't. And he couldn't play a superhero. Well, he couldn't play a protagonist either. Not until he's much older and his features have softened. Something's gonna have to change because you're gonna look at him and go, "Oh God, that's uh, <laughs> oh, Homelander." Yeah. All right. Well, let's watch the trailer. Ready? He likes milk. I may be a superhero, but I'm also just a man who fell in love with the wrong woman. Just a man who fell for the wrong woman. Uh, fell for the wrong woman. But, but out, out of crisis of, comes uh, change. Crisis. Out of crisis so, comes change. I'm going to pause this right here because they, they actually mimic. Uh, remember during the 2016 election? Yeah. When, when someone took all the news reels and they yeah. matched them up and I realized that like across the country, different news agencies were using the same exact script because it was like... Yep. It was like some kind of uh, pre-written thing from the White House or something. Well, no, it's it's there's all the news agencies are owned by like, you know, of only a few different companies. Oh, right. And so it gets it gets sent out to all their affiliates. And so the affiliates just repeat it. Yeah. So they're doing that here. They're showing that, you know, he has this pre-written thing that he's just sort of repeating on every single news news anchor. And it's a good this is a good reference because when I first watched that video, I was horrified. I was like, yo, what? Right. 300 plus news anchors all saying le- legitimately the same exact words. That's freaked me out. You know, I'm, here we go. Here. Uh, so I spent the last year really slowing down and reconnecting with myself. 
I am very excited for everyone to meet the real me. There's something wrong with Homelander. There's something broken. <laughs> when he milk he milks the milk the cow's like, right. oh yeah. They really get his faces so good. They make him look crazy. <laughs> Mutter's milk. He's lost Mutter's his milk. fucking mind. Love mommy and daddy and I'll Sound design is so much better than Obi-Wan right now. <laughs> no killing soups, no drinking. Even follow Hugh Campbell's orders without strangling him. Now you're just being cruel. Oh, how crazy is it that that guy is now his boss? I know, right? That's, that's, that's going to be fun. Or maybe you're not such an asshole. People have superpowers. But real power isn't this. Oh, dude, this, this, I always forget this actor's name, but he was in um, uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, and he's one of the greatest villains to ever grace the small screen, dude. Hmm. You've seen, have you seen Breaking Bad? I watched the first, uh, first half of the first season. You, you gotta, you know what you need to do? You need, next time you revisit that universe, just yeah. start with, but with Better Call Saul. Don't start with Breaking Bad. First really? off, Better Call Saul is easy. It's easier mm-hmm. to digest, has more humor, and um, it also has this actor. This is the origin. It's the origin stories of of Saul Goodman and this act, this character. And, yeah, um, I, I kind of want. I wanted to watch it, but I wanted to get to Saul, which I haven't. I hadn't reached him in the original. First, no, no, no. Saul is a prequel. Yeah, but don't. But he's connected to somehow, right? Right. So yeah. So so the events of Better Call Saul takes place before Breaking Bad. Right, but, but, but in Breaking Bad, right, you get in the second season, you get to Saul. I was and, trying to get there so I could uh, watch that show. Yes, yeah, because I wanted okay. to see the connection. That's smart. So, like, so play, yeah, so watch up to that point, but then I would go back because I went back and what I, I, I couldn't. It was hard. I have a hard time getting through Breaking Bad because it's, it's a little slow. It's hard. It's a little dry. Yeah. And then I, I got to Saul and I, I was like, oh yeah, I love this character. And I remember the show. Went back to watch Better Call Saul and totally loved everything after that. Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, El Camino, all of it. This character is awesome. It's the ability to bend the world to your will. Oh. <laughs> I love that media person's reaction right there. Like, what? The gloves are on. Thought we could fight Vought the right way, but we can't. It's all rigged. We have to do it your it's way. It's all rigged. We're all we've got. It's up to us. I think I have something. Maybe we can use yes. it to blow Homelander's fucking brains oh. out. You guys don't even know. This is my favorite all-time actor right here. Okay, I know, I know. Like you guys, you got like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not homosexual, but if I was, <laughs> what if I was? Like it would, it would be this guy and then Jason Momoa. Okay, Jensen Ackles is my favorite. He's perfect. No, you can't see this, but up on my wall right here is literally a portrait of Jensen Ackles. I'm not joking. Hey, uh, if you have to say that you're not gay, I, I need to show gay. you guys this. You guys have to see this. Look at this. See that? Right that mean if you have to say it. That's a portrait of Jensen Ackles as Demon <laughs> Dean. When you flip it around, he's actually naked on the other side. Yes, he is. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's wearing a popcast uh, uh, underwear. <laughs> 
Is that, I actually opted for a picture of Shane's I'm, face. I'm not on that logo. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great actor. He's, under, he's underrated. That's why I like him. soup for 24 yeah. hours. You're going to need it. The whole point of what we do is that no one should have that kind of power. The beers. For once, I leveled the fucking playing field. I show people the real me. <laughs> I mean, they fucking love me. Oh my god, he's, <laughs> he is so creepy, bro. I know, I love it, man. And the way he delivers that line is so good. I mean, they fucking love me. Like, oh man, such a such a good role for him. I love how you know, in the comments, Fortnite is trying to outgay you. By saying Clint Eastwood's son is hotter. Well, I, you see, I don't like them because they're they're physical. It's the personality. <laughs> that, that's how I know I'm not. Oh man, you just left Dork Knight out there. So well, you Dork, just left him on the cold. I'm, I'm like, listen, like, he is He's joining you. He is physically more attractive, but I'm not attractive to, to their physiques. I'm attractive to their personality. All right, why is it getting so weird right now? I don't know, but we've got to stop now. <laughs> Oh, I love this. Right, I gotta go back. Gotta go back real quick. They're copying the uh, the Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad. Oh, I, I obviously know nothing about that. So, bro. So at the height of the like the BLM riots, Pepsi no. came out with a commercial <laughs> where the cops are on one side and the rioters on the other are on the other, and they're like pushing each other back and forth, right? As like rioters do, and Kendall Jenner steps up in the middle of the two warring factions, basically the cops and the, and the black lives matter. And she gives a Pepsi to one and a Pepsi other and they make peace. Oh no. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, it's classic actually, but it is. Yeah. They were, funny. They, they were copying the whole, like the dandelion and the gun thing. Yeah. 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 Pepsi so, solves everything. Yeah. The problem is um, they were lambasted for that. Oh, were they really? That ad played for for one day and then was never seen ever again. That's funny. Yeah, you can hate each other, but you know you both drink Pepsi. Yeah. Oh my god! People, <laughs> both sides of the aisle were like, "Really?" <laughs> so that, they're copying that because either like there's like rioters in the background, and this guy has his his soda. Fuck! 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 So much going on. Christ, soldier boy. Oh, Ooh, season three gonna be good. It's gonna be great. I gotta <laughs> fix my camera now. It's bothering me. Yeah, it's gonna be phenomenal. Can't wait. Can't wait. Listen, if you guys like that, I agree. Hit that comment section. On the way down to the comment section, though, please hit the subscribe, the like, and share, because apparently that's all YouTube cares about right now. And come back uh, tomorrow because we're going to be talking about She-Hulk, which is the opposite of this trailer. See you then. That's true. Right, hit, the, hit the chat, bro. Hit the chat. Hit it. <clears throat> Watch Dark Angel. You get Jensen and Jessica Alba. Yeah, Jessica Alba was fantastic at Dark Angel. That, mm-hmm. It wasn't that Cameron. That was a, a director by the same guy who did Avatar. What? Yeah, he did Dark Angel. I, I'm not wrong, right? Someone tell me that. Oh, Cam- James Cameron did James Cameron. Dark Angel? 
Dark Fate is what he did. No, maybe he did Dark Angel. Hold on. Yeah, he did Dark Angel. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. You're right. Two seasons. It's crazy, right? He's like, I'm done. I don't want to do television no more. Right. Yeah. Imagine having to deal with like a an, an entitled Jessica Alba every single day. That guy has like the greatest. The, the, the I think one of the best stories I've ever heard is him having to do Terminator. Oh, sorry, having to do Aliens, the second Alien movie. Uh huh. And the whole story of trying to get that made and the the complete poop show that was. There's a whole thing out out there. I think on Netflix you can see it how movies were made. Watch that one because how that guy got that movie made and for it to turn out to be one of the probably the best Alien movie of all of them is unbelievable. I'm gonna watch that. It's Aliens too. So it's Aliens, yeah. So Alien and then Aliens. They didn't okay. call it Aliens too. Uh, aliens. And then, uh, but he made that and go go watch go watch the movie. Right. And then go watch how it was made. And you're like, I don't know how they did this. Uh, it's, it seems like it was an impossibility. Yeah. So it's really cool. I'm going to watch that. Thank you for that suggestion, my friend. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. All right. Uh, next up, we got any comments over here? Um, we got some drool. Dort nice drooling. <laughs> um, we've got, uh, yeah. All right, here we go. We are talking about the abomination. No, no, no. Not <laughs> that Marvel character. I'm talking about the abomination that is She-Hulk. Yes, my friends. Marvel has made a brand new superhero. They've decided to mine the pages of the comic books and bring about what what was for most young boys back in the 90s was pretty much wet dream superhero stuff. Well said. I'm glad you curbed yourself there. That was and great. I have no problem with that. And I was almost looking forward to this because as a young man, I was also very happy with She-Hulk. However, this trailer looks like it was made in a video game engine from 1997. Like, what is happening here? Like, Shane, please tell me what went wrong and what the story is. Well, here's the funny thing is usually this is the case where Brian and I are going to start arguing and I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's just, it's not the great, it's just not that important. Uh, you're crazy. It's just not that different. Let me tell you guys something. If I notice that there's a problem with the graphics, with the, with the computerized graphics of the She-Hulk, you know, there's a problem because I can tolerate a lot of garbage graphics. And this was by far, I had to watch, I mean, I looked at it and I'm like, is this a cheap commercial? What's happening here? Yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a knockoff. Even, even the Hulk was, the way his graphics were done were poor. Right. In the, in the couple of scenes he's in like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if the motion, I don't know what's going on. Whether the motion graphics weren't, weren't done. I don't know what's happening here, but Disney plus has way too much money to be screwing up graphics like this. Uh, the actors in this show are are great. Uh, you've got uh, Tatiana Maslany, you got Mark Ruffalo who played the Hulk, and you've got Jamil Jamil, who was in um, um, that great show about going to heaven. I totally drew a blank on it. Oh, I don't know. Bad you know what I'm talking about with Ted Danson. Oh, uh, good place. Good place. You know, and and I've got to tell you, these, oh, I love her. These actors are fantastic. 
Um, but Tatiana Mas- Mas- uh, Maslani, who plays Jennifer Walters, who is She-Hulk, attorney at law, um, does not look good at all. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. That this character is the actress from Good Place. No, no, not this actress. But Tatiana's in it. Oh, I'm sorry. Jamila like... is in it. Oh, okay. As well, she's one of the characters. She plays. Uh, she plays Titania. Okay, Tanya. Okay, so I guess we're gonna watch Which the trailer, right? Which is weird because that is very close to the name of the actual actress, right? The actual actress's name is Tatiana, and Jamila plays a character called Titiana. Interesting, Titania. That's yeah, it says the She-Hulk trailer features attorney attorney Jennifer Walters both navigating the legal profession in a so-called superhuman law division. Oh my god, why does this sound so bad? It well, I mean, the fact that they they put uh the fact that they put uh attorney at law, She-Hulk attorney at law as the title is the first indication that somebody's lost their marbles. Like this just you just call it She-Hulk Right. Yeah. Why does it got to be She-Hulk attorney at law? Yeah, you know this is weird. Of, you know that uh you know that that company Asylum is that, no. that it's like a movie company that like they like remake movies. If I if I had to like if I had to explain it. Um As- Asylum is like the wish version of every single movie possible. And let me okay. let me expo- let me let me uh let me show you an example, okay? You know what this reminds me of, Brian? This reminds me of an SNL skit, like them going, "She-Hulk, attorney at law," and then you've got this, you know, buffed out, you know, person in in a suit who comes out, and it just it just screams cheap. Yeah, look at this. Here, he, he, here we go. Here are Asylum movies. Ready? Uh, the Avengers Grimm. And these movies always come out around the same time the actual movies come out. Ready? Fast and Furious okay. comes out, and they come out with Street Racer. So what's uh, the... I mean, I, I get it. What's... Transformers come out, and they come out with Transmorphers. <laughs> okay. I know. So what's the point? Does anybody even watch them? Well, yeah. yeah they, obviously, they, they saw... I think I think they, they get people to buy them, because they usually bring their movie out right before those movies come out, and there's a lot of people so they that don't, like, they don't yeah. know what it is, and they're all hyped <laughs> up about Fast and Furious or whatever. Right, right. <clears throat> so what I'm, the thing is... The first, the, the the exact when I saw this, when I saw this, I thought, "Oh, this must be like the the asylum version of She-Hulk." Oh, I see, I see. I originally, I immediately thought that because I thought it was like, I was looking for like the misspelling because it's always a misspelling. Transmorphers, you know. Yeah. You know, fast and angry or whatever, right? When I realized it was the actual one, I was confused how Disney and all the people involved with making a Disney product. Can possibly let this trailer air? Mm-hmm. Let's watch the trailer, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess we need to show them what what's wrong with it. Yeah, so here we go, guys. Here's the trailer we're referring to, and you know what? Tell us, tell us if we're, if we're nuts. Hit that comment section and say, "Hey, you're nuts. This looks great. I I can't wait to watch it. If if, yeah, if wrong or wrong, but I can't, I couldn't get past Being it. a superhero is a trial by fire. Who's going to protect the world if not people like you? Right there. It looks like a Fortnite skin. 
It does like not even Fortnite's better than that. Yeah, it, man, well, that's, I'm telling you, slam like, Fortnite. Like a Fortnite character though. It's like Yeah. I'm Jennifer Walters. I'm a lawyer. I have great friends. Can we get some shots, please? It's an emergency. A uh, demanding job. We just started a superhuman law division and Superhuman Law Division is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. It's like it just it just takes like the cringe of comic books and just brings it full right to the right to the front, dude. I, and I want you to be the face of it. And oh, who that was? Family. That's the abomination. Literally, like that guy. Yeah, but you still got to deal with it. The transformations are triggered by anger and fear. Tim Roth is like the baseline of any woman just existing. Oh, it kind of feels like if I don't transform, I'm gonna die. Yes, 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 no, no. I just want to be a normal, anonymous. It looks lawyer. so bad. So bad. Right it looks so bad. It doesn't. It doesn't look remotely real. You guys, this doesn't look like a real character. It looks like yeah. a like like it looks like animation looks like- from the late nineties. It does, a hundred percent. Or given given two thousand one to be fair. Right, okay, early two thousands, whatever. It looks it looks yeah. it looks so fake, bro. Yeah, no, it's bad, dude. And Disney Plus has got the money. They got the money, guys. Yeah. I mean they dude cannot cheap out on this stuff. I mean, like, especially like it's like you look you look at look at like Avatar, which came out like you know, in movie time a long time ago, and it's yeah. thirteen times better than this. Or how about or how about this? Every Avenger movie that came out before this movie came out, it based on the same characters. It's crazy. That looks that looks so fake to me. Nothing about that looks real. Reminds me of like the first Incredible Hulk movie. How bad those graphics were. Oh yeah, with um Ed Norton. Yeah. Well, even before that, I think the one before. Yeah, there was another with uh Eric Bana. Eric Bana. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, this character looks actor, terrible thing. This character looks stupid. You know, honestly, I gotta be honest, this is they shouldn't even have tried with this character. First off, in order to do it, let's say the graphics are perfect. Even then it's like what what do they say? Problematic, right? Yeah. In, order, in order to make her look like the look like She Hulk that we remember, you know, um, and sexy like we remember, they have to essentially make her weaker than the Hulk, which she's not. So it doesn't really add up. Like none of it adds up. Like so you have this like character that is that's just so bad. Well, and they're using they're using, you know, smart hole post post finger snap or your post snap hulk as the character that's training her apparently to be some sort of, you know, to be a superhero, I guess. I guess. They they really kept the uh the plot you can't figure out the plot really from this. Um, I mean, he's, he's training her for something. Maybe he's training her so that she doesn't get all violent or something. That is for billionaires. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But she apparently is able to exist as in Hulk form um, and do her job. So right, which is also weird. I, I I I didn't. I was not a fan of of intelligent Hulk. Right, but but at least it took a long time to get him there. Like this, right. par- yeah, this person is literally just like just jumps into it and like she's immediately there already. Yeah. And adult orphans for some reason. It's dude, the the way her face moves is not nat- natural. It's not. It's just bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, so this is horrible. This is absolute. This is absolute horrible. It doesn't look real at all. It doesn't even look good. Like, if they were going for not real, they they failed at even going for not real somehow. Yeah, it's. You know what? I wonder what their target audience is for this. She's speed dating here, right? Right. Um, I just it made me wonder if like the 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 demographic for this is not is like girls or something. Like really young girls. Yeah, it makes me feel like that's what they're going for. But hey, I got news for you guys. That's not your biggest demographic here. No, it's not. First hmm. off, it's a comic book movie. Second off, it's or She-Hulk. TV show. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, it's a comic book TV show. And second off, it's a it's it's She-Hulk. Your right. your target demographic is not young girls. No, it's frankly speaking, it's fifty year old men. Right, that's what it is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to say, that's what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, this is bad. This is real bad. Wing and a miss, Disney. Swing and a miss. Wing and a miss. And I gotta say, I saw the ending of Moon Knight, and uh, I also think that was a swing and a miss because I don't get it. Mm. I don't get it, and I'm not dumb. I just, I don't get it. I feel like you have to read so much into that show to understand it that. Well, and that's where they're going to start having problems with this whole Marvel expanding universe and trying to get people, you know, they need new content on Disney plus all the time because they can't survive off of just the movies. I mean, I guess they can to some degree because, you know, kids are going to force parents to have that service, um, you know, but they want, they need to continue bringing in content that not only kids want to watch, but they need to start pulling in the adults because once the kids leave the nest, uh, you know, you know, older people, people, you know, people in their forties and they're, you know, getting older, they're not going to carry Disney plus and Disney plus needs those people. Right. So, you know, unless your grandparents, I guess, maybe the kids are visiting, but yeah, I, I wouldn't have Disney plus if, if it wasn't for my kids. There's stuff, I wouldn't. there's stuff on there. I watch that, that I can watch and enjoy, but I don't care enough about those things to buy a service. I've already probably bought it on Amazon, to be honest. <laughs> all the stuff that's, you know, all the Star Wars, all the, you know, the Marvel. It's it's already, before Disney Plus was around, I had to acquire it. So I've already got it elsewhere. True that. All right. Hit that comment section, everybody. All right. Uh, to our Subscribe, chat. Subscribe, please. Dork Knight says, it looks like Green Lantern. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's fake. Bad. Oh, it's it's a sexy Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Ally McBeal, Ally McBeal crowd, I guess. I mean, I liked Ally McBeal, to be honest. I kind of liked that, but yeah, but I liked that. But that was a long time ago. It was, yeah. There was a line with, you'll like her. I disagree. We will not like yeah, her. Yeah, what a weird commercial that is. You'll like her. You know, it's like, well, what kind of throwback, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. What is he doing? It's so, so It's so terrible. Somebody tell people the truth, please, when they, when they make stuff. Hey, sorry, boss. That's not good. Yeah. Too many people don't want to tell the truth to their bosses anymore. And it turns out, given, given the rest of us, bad stuff. Yeah, we've had that conversation about like Star Trek. Like, How many people does it have to go through and end up on our TVs in this form? But it's even worse with a Marvel property. Because if there are 25 people it's got to go through for Star Trek Discovery... There are 225 people it's got to go through for Disney. Right. And so so 200 people decided that they weren't going to rock the boat. Like, what what world are we living in right now? 
Yeah. Oh no, the graphics are fine. She looks great. I don't know. Good okay, enough. Well, guys, listen, go watch uh, our video. Uh, the Stargate video on the Prime channel. I'll put it in the chat for you guys. It's, it's pretty good. It's and every, and it just essentially, so you guys know, everybody here in the chat agrees with us. It looks terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Absolutely. Terrible, knucklehead. Absolutely it's terrible. terrible. It's absolutely terrible, knucklehead. T- 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 terrible. Um, but that's it for the show, my friends. We are going to get some much-needed rest because we have to be right back at it tomorrow to, to get a Saturday release. Oof. Oh, my gosh. Can we tell the members that really quick? Yes. Yeah. We, we yeah. didn't get to tell you guys. So Tuesday's video was... Oh, Tuesday's video was a deep Star Trek connection uh, to TOS. Secrets and also of the Comet. Yes, it's about the comet from the episode two, uh, and it's it's a really cool, deep thing. You know, shout out to uh, Salty Trekker for making that connection and helping us uh, concoct a, a video for that. Mikey, and then um, also uh, today came out the Stargate thing, so go watch that. And then Saturday we're going to have. Uh, I'm, we're not one hundred percent sure. I do believe it's going to be Star Trek related, so it will be Star Trek related. So come back for that. I'm just not sure which one it's going to be yet. Oh, I thought we were going to do the the secret reboot. Maybe it might it might be, but I'm also looking at the con thing. Uh, okay. I, see, here's the thing: the secret reboot can really go out anytime. You're right, but I want to do that video so bad. I know you do, but we just we need to save it for a time when you know. And you know what? Frankly speaking, I don't think I want to do it tomorrow. Actually, I'll tell you why. Why? I am so burnt out. I don't know if I can do a 25-minute video to perfection. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't think it'll be that long, though. Okay. I think it's going to probably be, like, max 20 minutes. Because, no, it could be 22. You're right. Um, I was saying, a con con video is 10, 15 minutes, you know? Yeah, and we'll tell you guys, since we're in the member section, that we think it's possible, or at least there's some whisperings, about the fact that there might be a con series for Star Trek. Yes. So... That's what it would be about. There's some secret whisperings. There is some whisperings. And they've done a lot of things. If you look at, like, you know, the fact that they did the con thing at the end of Picard season two, and now we've got La On and Strange New Worlds. And it just feels like they're, like, dancing around this. They, thing. they mentioned eugenic wars in Discovery, too. Yeah, it's like this whole, it could be a thing. It could be a thing. We're not sure. It's not 100%, but we're going to possibly do a video on it. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them to do a con series. Like we like legitimately, we don't know what Khan was doing for all that time on that planet. Mm. We don't even know if he stayed on the planet. I mean, I guess we did, right? Uh, hmm. Was he stranded there? I remember I talked with Dork Knight. Uh, Dork Knight. Remember we had this conversation in in uh, at the Salty Nerd. We were like, I think you, I think you on the Salty Nerd show, you were like, you would love to see a Khan show. And I was mm. like, the thing is, I don't want to see a Khan show if it's Khan stuck on a planet because that's literally the opposite of star trek right it's not but it, it has to be con in in his time in his element before he goes into his pod has oh, to be so in the, in, the, in the 90s it has to be the eugenics wars i don't know if i want to see that it's tough right yeah again you could also get con maybe in space like when he went when he goes out into space you could get before he maybe ends up going into hibernation maybe 
because there are things that happened. What about what if, what if, what if we got him after his inter, uh, his uh, uh, interaction with Kirk? Well, because he's stuck on a planet. Yeah, but that's what he said. Was he stuck on a planet? Yeah. Well, yeah, he was really mad. He was really stuck on a planet. Yeah, he, he was, was on really, a desert planet. Right. He, he was, was really, he was angry. He was super pissed about that. You're he was right. so mad. He he he. he stood. That's how come we got such a great uh, second movie. Yeah, it always blows me away. The reason why Rathacon was so good was because of the connection to the sh- to the show that took place decades before. Yeah, like that's that, why it was so good. 100%. That connection, and I never even really I remember liking the movie, never really really understanding the connection because like I I watched T, you know TOS when I was real young and passing half the time. But that scene, like Kirk lied to him and abandoned him. And then well, ne- well, no, he didn't lie to back him. From. No, he didn't lie to him. He no, says that, he when says he he's come back him, to him. No, when no, no, when he he was it was that was their punishment. So they were they were penalized and they were put down on that planet as their penalty. But when they put him down on the planet, it was not a desert planet. Uh, it was actually livable. They could have lived out a normal life. But the planet atmosphere changed. The, 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 it became a desert planet, and nobody ever came back to check on him. Oh, and that's, that's right. Was, yeah, Starfleet yeah. never checked on him. Right. Oh, yeah. They left him there basically to die. Wow. Right. Because Kirk's like, no, I tried. I, I went and wanted to do it for wanted you. Wanted to help you. No. Huh. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to leave you there. Yeah. Oh man, I love William Shatner. By the way, you guys if you guys haven't seen the the show uh uh Boston damn it. Legal. Boston Legal. You're missing out. Because James Spader, the legendary James Spader, acts alongside the legendary Danny Crane, I'm sorry, William Shatner, and they play two big swinging testicles lawyers and they're amazing. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's 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 the best law show I've ever seen, hands down. Hands down. Yeah. Although I did like James Spader better in The Office. Well, see, I would argue that one reason we liked him so much in The Office was because of the character that he cultivated in Boston. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right. He's like, that, that that line when he was when the when the guy was trying to mess with him, he goes, "You don't want to play with me, David. I'm the Lizard King." I know. <laughs> Like what? I, I can't. I, I can't repeat it verbatim. I remember his reaction. Like <laughs> <laughs> he went from like he, the phone away, like, what he went from like happened? nice guy zero to a hundred hundred percent murderer in like three seconds. It was great. <laughs> that was great. It's the best, bro. She Hulk Boston legal crossover. If William Sh- so. if William Shatner's mm-hmm. in, I'll watch it. <laughs> I'm just being real. William Shatner is She-Hulk. All right, guys. I love you guys. We love you guys. We love you guys. We got to go. I need some rest. I will. We'll see you guys uh, tomorrow, Saturday. Next release. Woohoo! Adios, muchachos.